1: So we're back. We are. Week 5000 of The Read.
2: <laughs> That's right.
1: I'm Myra Monkhouse.
2: Okay. And I am Marseille Martin. Or Marse- Is it Marseille or Marseille? It's Marseille. Marseille. Marseille Martin.
1: And this is The Read. Yes,
2: episode like 176 or some shit. Um, so welcome back.
1: Yeah, here we are again. What's up with you? Thanks for mentioning my homegirl. You know, that young lady. <laughs> I just... Nobody gives me a penny for this. I just want to let you know that I sincerely stand for this child. I'm so happy that I can say years from now when, you know, God willing, you know, because I live, you know, a queen's life, so anything could happen to me. Um, God willing, I make it to like, you know, 70, 80 and I have like adopted grandkids and I tell them, look, I got to meet marse maria one day because i feel like she's going to be a star for like forever yeah she's been you know in beyonce and jay-z's presence mm-hmm. they have taken photographs with her at the edge of whatever beyonce is doing they have they've have <laughs> acknowledged that you know she is it yes and she's acknowledged them you know what i'm saying i feel like it's very important that we we mention that
2: yeah did you see her parents tagged us in that instagram picture of her and beyonce
1: I absolutely did because I think that her parents definitely understand not just that we enjoy Beyonce and that we enjoy their daughter, but that we also realize Mm -hmm. that... Truly their daughter has blessed them. Yes. You know what I'm is. saying? Like, and the
2: world really with her work and her talent. Her
1: gift. And I just feel like they were so happy to be around her <laughs> that she brought a light <laughs> into their lives. Yeah. And I'm sure that they've said, you know, like we watched the show with Blue Ivy. Blue Ivy, you know, super hilarious. She's also very snarky and smarter than everybody. Right. So, so Blue Ivy
2: identifies strongly with Diane on blackish because that's basically her just in five years. So I can't stand enough for that. <laughs> show. And she's so good on it. Every week, she gets better and better. So, shout out to Marseille. Um, also
1: before we move on into further Black Excellence, I just want to say that I don't know what the hell y'all are in my mentions for about every single second about whatever Beyonce is cooking. I have told you time and time again, don't tag me in no bullshit. <laughs> like, I go by the facts, and the facts don't come to me until they are, they are preceded by Beyonce's name. Like, right. they have to start, like, this has to be from A Beyoncé source where she is saying, you may have this. Mm -hmm. All these screenshots of paper that y'all found wherever the fuck.
2: happens every era. Every
1: (laughs) single album. And y'all keep coming back to me like, oh, so what do you think? That you are falling for it again, girl. No (laughs) doubt some bored unemployed queen somewhere ran down to staples with the parkwood uh logo and the columbia logo on a flash drive and made this shit up and here you are talking to me about it if it's true i'll know it's true when the girl puts it out leave me alone i do think though that we will have a beyonce album before the next episode of this show i just feel it in my spirit i told
2: charlemagne today i think it's gonna be within 72 hours like i think she's getting ready to move but all these leaked screenshots like y'all really expect me to believe Angie was at Parkwood printing off emails with the Parkwood logo on I'm talking about oh well here's Beyonce's sixth album track list with Adele and Frank Ocean like y'all really like
1: she opened a manila folder and was like I have one for everyone right please feel feel free to do whatever you want to with this you can keep it you can eat it you can give it to a friend I don't care what you do with this private like shut up when self
2: title dropped there were like four people on earth who knew that that was happening. So the fact that y'all really think something is just going to leak out of Parkwood, and you saw it on Instagram. Beyonce be so. having
1: a whole crew on Child. set of the video <laughs> in the studio, <laughs> and they'd be like, what are we doing this for? And she's like, shut up. Don't ask me no goddamn questions. Right. Just beat that girl's face. Make sure that those shoes are tied. Make sure that my light and all of the mics are where they need to be or whatever the fuck. Don't ask me no questions. You'll find out when it's done. Right. So I don't know why you... You know what? I know my faith. (laughs) I I know.
2: We have just learned after years of doing this that you just have to wait on Beyonce. She'll put it out when she's good and damn ready. And
1: honestly, I keep trying to tell you, like, she's giving you life lessons in her quietness. Like, she's trying to tell you that you need to have your money in order. You need to get Mm -hmm. your finances. You know, just be responsible with the way that you spend your money, the way that you save. You know, make sure that you have those accounts. And also, practice patience. You know what I'm saying? Patience is a virtue. And um, you should try it out. And I'm doing it
2: yes I'm sitting back waiting on Beyonce and y'all talking about well the tour is about to start and she ain't put nothing out yet the same thing happened two weeks ago from Mrs. Carter and you, you niggas went anyway and got your life anyway so and then
1: she went on tour again with her husband and yes. I went again so I don't even understand why we're doing this like please leave me alone I'm going to listen to it when it comes out
2: yes and we're waiting
1: So black excellence again. Amen. Now, I know that we've talked about this young lady Michaela Olmer on the show before because she was on Shark Tank. She has her own lemonade uh company uh called B Sweet Lemonade.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: She is all of two. Now she's 11. <laughs> And but I feel like she was like come two. on, ash, gosh, <laughs> so first of all, instead of using like high fructose corn syrup, uh Keisha cold tears, all of those things that they put in like regular sodas and and you know whatever lemonades, she uses honey like natural like honey yes, and she said that she was stung by bees like two she got stung by a bee twice in the same week or something when she was a kid so she was afraid of bees but then when she found out that they were damn near extinct she decided to be in love with them and dress up like them and make lemonades (laughs) with
3: honey (laughs) how sweet is
1: she if I was stung by a bee I was never stung by a bee I think I did get stung by a wasp once when Mm -hmm. I was a kid whatever same shit but if you were to tell me that wasps to this day, we're about to be instinct. I'd be like, tell them niggas, I said bye.
2: Right. Like, I don't. Even though all the scientists be like, we can't lose all the roaches. They keep the Earth's ecosystem in balance. Like, girl. Right. It's just
1: like, but I don't want them. <laughs> I don't like them. But the, when I gross. see
2: one, I lose my mind. So. <laughs> Let me tell you
1: something. When I see a roach, extinct Mm-mm. or not game over i'm going right against i'm i'm helping i'm helping getting them right on out of there because i'm not shooing no damn roaches and bees Man. out of my vicinity that hole has to die and get a, out of my house
2: a cat beat my ass once when i was like seven or eight <laughs> okay and i didn't fuck with cats for like a the cat
1: next beat one. your ass
2: we were in louisiana so okay. the cat was already aggravated and <laughs> it wasn't my cat mm-hmm. my brother had been pissing it off all day and I walked past the door and I guess it thought it was me coming because it just left out and was like, and just beat my ass. And so I ain't fucked with cats for a long time. It scratched the shit out of me. And I just don't like them. So.
3: Well,
1: cats are rude.
2: Oh, and I wouldn't have been the one to start no campaign to save the cats. So the fact that she got fucked up by some bees and still decided to do something to help they rude asses. I feel like cats, you know,
1: I feel like cats have this. Uh, this thing ingrained into like their their spirits now because mm-hmm. they remember being like worshipped however long right, ago when they
2: were considered gods
1: right so now they all think that they're Mariah Carey and they just really <laughs> like if you notice every cat it's their
2: legacy just,
1: they have this attitude that's just like bitch you could die like yes. I'm gonna be fine it really do like all you're providing me with is air conditioning and brand name food they really do without that honestly I will clean myself I will go find something to eat I don't need you the bitch you can the most raggedy
2: cats are so up. bodega cats be acting like they are Persian bitches. I don't know why you're sitting here. Sitting at the right hand of Beyonce. I'm <laughs> not getting off the
1: Doritos. This is my favorite spot right, to Right, you'd be like,
2: okay, but see, like, I kind of wanted some water. And maybe not today. Some if you would just move your fat, catty ass. Well, why don't so you I come could... back
1: in around an hour or so when I'm not, you know, when Cats I find don't something else a to do? give them.
2: Fuck. They're so rude. They are terrible. I hate them. Yeah, so that cat. So anyway. Anyway.
1: um, She got a, uh, Michaela, I'm so sorry. She got an $11 million deal with Whole Foods.
2: Yes, ma'am!
1: Um, And so, it will be available, her B-Sweet Lemonade will be available in at least 55 Whole Foods locations yes. across the country. Now, I know at least one of those has to be somewhere in New York. Has to. And, you know, I... Almost shop exclusively at Whole Foods now, not by choice. Please don't get me started on the prices. But either way, (coughs) I'm going to go get me some B sweet as soon as I see it.
2: You go in Whole Foods like I'ma get me some natural, organic, locally sourced grass fed beef and all my eggs gonna be free range and shit. You go in there and buy five items and your total be ninety three dollars. Like I just thought, like, I could come here and get me some food and drink that wasn't, like, I tainted. walked into Whole
1: Foods once, like, I don't even really need anything. Like, I'm just gonna get, like, some maybe some ground turkey and, like, right. some almond milk and a bag of chips. Like, I was just like, I really don't need anything but, like, three items. And I walked up to that register and it was like, that would be $95.75. I was like, excuse <laughs> me. Like, you must have, the register must be set to, like, whatever the person before me had. Like, you must not have taken it all off because yes. I only have... Three items, ninety five. I was like, okay, well.
2: And when I see white girls with a whole cart in Whole Foods, I'm just like, well, damn, bitch, what does your husband do? Because how are you? All your groceries are coming out of here. Like, I just get the good shit that I don't want. No, like hormones to be in out of Whole Foods. Right. I get the stuff that I get from the regular spot.
1: Don't. (laughs) Like that I can't get anywhere else. Probiotics like, and shit. Exactly. Yes. Aloe juices and all kinds of and gluten free shit. Yeah. I can't get that at the, the grocery store across Mm-mm. the street where nobody speaks English. Unfortunately. So, so I have to deal with you but here we are well
2: I hope this lemonade is in the new Harlem location that they about to open up
1: I mean if it's gonna be anywhere damn sure needs to be be in that one because that is going to be a organic black food I can't wait to see that fucking Whole Foods
2: 11 years old with an 11 million dollar deal only way to go but up
1: I mean she's clearly in formation yes so that's what matters
2: shout out to you young lady still doing big things
1: so this week in Six sad world <laughs> now, when I get a lawsuit? Do you think I could sue it if I just called it Six Side World from now on?
2: No, I don't think so. That's not, they don't have like a, a trademark on that I phrase. Mean, they right? could. It's I, mean, I mean, but ugh, so what they gonna do, really? You could say the words. You probably couldn't play like a clip from the show, though. So, uh... Daria is just so you, my God. I watched a couple episodes the other day on, um, I think, Hulu, and I was just like,
1: I own the series.
2: Oh, of course you do. <laughs> So who put Kid Fury in this (laughs) animated white girl's body? I didn't watch
1: Daria when I was a kid and it was airing. I thought that it was ridiculous because I was like, why is this cartoon not? funny like I just, <laughs> there's nothing
2: is like, actually hilarious it is
1: hilarious but it's not hilarious for a kid that's like nine yeah however old I was when that right. shit came like, on I was a bitch like I'm watching cartoons where niggas are literally shooting each other and then getting back up that's, that's what true. I thought was funny that's true so when I was maybe like in my early 20s they were like oh why don't you watch Daria it's a show about you <laughs> right <laughs> so I, literally that's what everybody told me
2: yes and it then is. I bought it
1: and I thought it was hilarious anyway so TMZ caught up with Ronda Rousey when she was walking out of wherever right okay and so the first thing that they asked her what was like the last movie you saw or some shit like that which is like this is what you ask people like you walk you wait for bitches you park outside and wait for famous people to come out of restaurants and then just be asking like so the dumbest shit which bag of lays did you vote for girl what (laughs) like you wait, you
2: you sat down here and camped outside to ask me that dumb ass question? All
1: the shit you guys ask this girl, you ask her what's the last movie she saw like, you must have been afraid to get your ass wet.
2: You just wanted something to say.
1: So, she's walking out and they ask her that and then she goes, you guys, like, I understand that you're trying to do your thing or whatever, but I rarely get to spend any time with my mom or with my family. And I'm here with my... And they're like, oh, you're here with your family? Who, is here, who are you here with? And she's like, oh, you know, this is my mom. Shout out to my sister. My sister's right over there. And I'm like, okay, so, girl, if you do not want to do this, why are you still talking to her? Why are you her? doing it, right? Your car is right in front of you. You can literally just chuck the deuces and been like, goodbye. Like... And, and now and you're sitting the there talking to them. Right,
2: the last thing I'm going to do is introduce TMZ to my family. <laughs> like, I'm never going I to do that. I <laughs> smooth would have
1: been like, if you don't want to get a DDT mm-hmm. out here on the curb, nope. you better get that camera <laughs> out of my mama's it? face.
2: Remember when they used to put like handkerchiefs and shit over Blue Ivy's face every time they went outside because we don't have time and I've
1: never blamed for, the for the bullshit. It. I will never blame anybody for that. Get that You, you want to be ridiculous with me, I can go toe-to-toe with you. Child. Don't put that shit in me. Anyway.
2: TMZ better not never run up on my mama.
1: So, then her mother jumps in and her mother is like the last great film was uh this movie called before his time which apparently is like some documentary or some shit that she says is celebrated in canada because it's about her grandfather dr alfred waddell who was one of the first african-american physicians in what in america so I looked up the, the movie. It seems like it's legit. I don't know if she's really related to this man or whatever. But oh. either way, it's like, so Ronda Rousey, Great Granddaddy, is black. That's nice.
2: Is he black? He look... I know, he might be
1: light-skinned.
2: I mean, he looks like a Nocturne, maybe.
1: He's Trinidadian. Okay. Um, okay, but this doesn't make her black. And all kinds of black. stuff goes on in the... <laughs> so. in the in the West Indies. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, really, I don't know. But it's possible that her great-granddaddy is black. my great-granddaddy Cuban. But, I mean, I don't know if he was black or not. I just know my mom always said, you know, your great-grandfather was Cuban. And I was like, okay, well, that's very nice. I still can't speak Spanish, and they still
3: don't <laughs> like me. So, I mean, right.
2: I know for a fact one of my great-grandfathers was white. And that's...
3: Has doesn't absolutely change no effect, anything to right, do with me. I'm
2: still black as every fuck. So
1: don't know him. You don't know him, right? So if you had one
2: white person in all of your lineage and everybody else was black or mixed with black, then girl, <laughs> like, do you okay. know how many
1: people have like? First of all. I'm not even going to talk about how tracing back will give a whole bunch of you Ofe's a good surprise. but
2: And it, you don't have to go all that far. You really don't. And it's
1: fine. Like, <laughs> I just don't.
2: White it, people just got to shake the tree a little bit and the lemons will fall right on They up. don't
1: want to. And they don't want you to shake the tree. So that's why they just want everybody to shut the fuck up. But Put it seems more like this is a woman who... It didn't really seem like it had anything to do with her daughter it seemed more like she was trying to like she loved saying that you know what i'm saying oh it's a document about my granddaddy you know my granddaddy was black (laughs) and he was one of the first (laughs) physicians in north america to be black and so on and it was like okay but they didn't ask you why y'all still here like just (laughs) just leave
2: but she didn't actually call herself black or her mama didn't call them black
1: no she said that that was her grandfather and because her the question was, what was mm-hmm. the last movie that you saw that you really liked? I guess she decided because her daughter was like, even well, let me just plug it, movie. right? Right. <laughs> that shit looked like it was something they may have played in a couple of fucking like elementary schools in Toronto or somewhere in Canada when the teacher didn't have nothing on the syllabus that day. Right. Like, it just seemed like that movie that you may have seen <laughs> that nobody actually watched and he was passing notes to took a nap and she's just super proud of it. So right. You're so proud of it, it that
2: you have to talk about it every time, like, the the even the concept of movies comes up like Every right. time people are talking about movies you're like well speaking of movies did you know my granddaddy had one made about him and he was the first black doctor in America like blah. blah. I could see somebody being like The question could
1: have been like, so what did the doctor say about you getting your ass whooped the other day? And she still would have been like, you know, speaking of doctors, (laughs) my granddaddy was a doctor. He was the first African. It's just like, okay, well, congrats. Did you know when my granddaddy was
2: born in 1834, black men couldn't even be people? And he ended up being a doctor of blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, I could definitely see somebody's mama going on and on about how proud they were about some shit like that. I see it. So
1: did you march? (laughs)
2: Right. <laughs> what do you do today what do you do for black lives right now
1: because he's done his part
2: <laughs> okay your man already uh, made history what so are you doing? but this I saw the headlines around the internet talking about Ronda Rousey claims she's black
1: but or. see that's that's the part I'm talking about because a lot of people were saying shit like oh so now that she got her ass whooped she black and I don't think that that's what it was. no that's
2: not it, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it
1: is her mom was just excited you know, that her baby is a celebrity and she was like right so hey guys now that I've got the world to talk, Attention.
2: Here goes something else about us.
1: <laughs> Ronda got in that car and closed the door. They pulled it off and Ronda was like,
2: God damn it, Mom.
1: You in this fucking movie.
2: Yeah, because in, in eight minutes, Mom, every fucking headline on Twitter is going to be, Ronda Rousey says she's mixed. Uh, look, here it is. Here's the first <laughs>
1: fucking one. TMZ has already posted it.
2: Moms. that's everybody's everybody's mama has that thing she just be so hype about and she just proud and she don't care if it's totally inappropriate to talk about it at that moment she'll do it anyway
1: i want to know like when you transition into being a mom i feel like there should be a website for women where they just it could be like a tumblr feel free to take this idea <laughs> unless someone's <laughs> already done it yes. it could just be a tumblr where women put like maybe just a paragraph or less of the moment when they realized that they were a mama. Like, you know, when you have that that moment where it's just like, oh God, like that was such a mama thing to do. Mm Because moms just have things. They have ways. You know what I'm saying? Where it's just, like it's not necessarily good or bad. It's just like, wow, that was really mama of me.
2: I woke up on Saturday morning and put my hair up in this big old like, bandana rap thing and turned on some gospel music and started cleaning the house and after about twenty minutes I said, Holy God, I am I'm a mama Connie. I am being her I'm totally right now. My mother. I am humming and sweeping in this fucking house and when you're young and everybody's your mom is like one day you gonna be like me just like I thought I was gonna be like your me right you always be, you in be your like head girl talking you're full cash, of shit shit like girl <laughs> I ain't, never, I ain't gonna never gonna be whack wack be like, like you what, what
1: are you talking about I just listen to Missy Ellie last you guy's go name. to bed
2: I'm, at 945 I'm super duper goddamn fly like I'm I ain't never not, gonna be nobody's fucking bitch, parent you're right. you whack and then the next thing you know you blink just keep on living
1: and here you are taking multivitamins and cussing people out
2: <laughs> I had to refill my pill organizer the other day I'm <laughs> just like I am I'm my old. memo I need supplements. Like, I need my vitamins.
1: So, uh, congrats. Um, so, Cat Williams, approximately uh, maybe 15 minutes after we finished recording the yeah. episode last week, yeah. Cat Williams got into a fight with one of the kids from Lean On Me. Now, I don't know <laughs> why every week go
3: away.
1: we have to go back and forth with this man like you really in my eyes are like a legend yes I'm not even gonna say were I'm gonna say are because he did he did a set where he was talking about this scuffle oh I didn't with know the teenager he, yeah he did a set somewhere I think I think it was actually here in New York. I could be wrong. But he did a show somewhere and he was talking about it and it was funny. So it's not like you're not funny. Right. You s- clearly just have some.
2: Something's going on.
1: Some stuff that you have to deal with. I don't know if it's drugs. I don't know if it's a mental health thing. I don't know what it could be. It could be depression. It could be anything. I don't know. But there's just some stuff that needs to be sorted out. Anyway, he's in Gainesville. And he's oh, randomly out on the-
2: <laughs> Of course it was Florida. I'm so sorry, friend.
1: So he is out on like a field somewhere. This is Hall County. He's out on a field somewhere, just like literally in a in a lot in the hood. <laughs>
2: Where nothing good has ever happened. Right. That's a setting for like... A grassy lot. Every terrible music video shot in the hood. Oh, no. Right. Oh, no. You
1: know those lots where it was like somebody went to the hood, they tried to turn it into something for the community, and then they got scared and didn't finish?
2: Oh, yes.
1: It's like that. It's Juvenile like a grassy-
2: in the high video. <laughs> so many scenes from the high video are like, damn. Um. Urban poverty
1: so they're playing soccer or whatever and some people say that he even was out there passing out like $100 bills to people and giving the kids and and parents cash It seemed like he was just having fun with everyone and then all of a sudden he is walking off of the field and this 17 year old boy is following him and it seems like they're going back and forth like real heated then he goes over to some wall and Cat and sits down and then starts talking to the boy and basically trying to get him to go away or whatever, leave him okay. alone and that kind of stuff, saying, you know, I'm grown, I'm what blah, 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 you're a child. And and then the boy is like standing over him and basically egging the bullshit on. He's a kid. Yeah. And Cat Williams gets up and then eventually he punches the boy in the face. And it was that point. Nice. Where the young man used all of his junior varsity wrestling training to embarrass the fuck.
2: (laughs) Why you gotta be joking? I have a pimp
1: named Slickback. It happens. For camera. So both Kat and this child, Luke, are being charged with disorderly conduct. Wow. And Kat is also being hit with bond violation.
2: I thought the kid was 17. Yeah. He's still being tried. That's what I read. Okay, all right.
1: (laughs) Well. And truthfully, it did seem a lot like, you know, you're a kid and this is some famous guy and cameras are around. You're going to have your little moment and try and go, you know, Mm -hmm. and do that whole thing and be tough with this grown up for the cameras. Like, it did seem like that. So him, you know, getting smacked with something, too, I feel like is deserved. But Kat, being a grown ass man punching a kid in the right. face. Like I get that he was pushing you and he was doing the most or whatever, but just leave. Don't be talking about this is why celebrities don't want to come to the hood now and, <laughs> da, 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 and all the stuff like that wasn't your fucking kid for you to hit him. And even if his he was you punched that nigga like you punched somebody out (laughs) in the like a nigga
2: right and that was still somebody else's child knowing good and damn well if it was your child you would have been ready to fight too like anybody in this world even if my 17 year old was being an asshole which most 17 year olds are and like deliberately picking on you and trying to get that reaction out of you like you are the adult like you said so you should have walked the fuck away from that situation and put some space in between you and that teenager so
1: and I mean he definitely tried to do that but then you just sat down
2: Right. So you and were still like, on location. Like, where, where's the Uber girl? Well, somebody come get you and take you away from this. Like, right.
1: Get in your car. You have to have some mode of transportation to get right. out of here. Like at that point, you saw that it was going left. You know that you have
2: a temper like
1: 365 days worth of charges already <laughs> that you got to deal with. So why not just immediately get in a car or whatever, go at the to the bus stop wherever exactly. you gotta go, and get the fuck out of there?
2: Right. It's not even just that he's a teenager, my nigga. You done picked up a new charge like twice a month for the past eight months. You not tired of collecting charges? Like every time you beat one, here come another one. Maybe you should just chill the fuck out for a while.
1: And then I heard he got like arrested, and he was some like in at home covered in chocolate.
2: See. And that that sounds that sounds like a disturbing visual. <laughs> because I'm thinking I don't know of, whether like, or
1: not that's true. Law
2: enforcement walking into somebody's home and seeing them butt naked and covered in something brown, you're probably not gonna think chocolate right off the bat. And it just sounds like but it goes in with all these other reports we've heard about Cat Williams and him possibly being like mentally unstable and how somebody around him needs to stop laughing and start like trying to get this nigga some real help. Cause it's not cute.
1: Um <sighs> So Kay Michelle went on the breakfast club. I guess maybe yesterday so I don't care.
2: And you know, if it's going to depress us, I don't think we have to to do it. Depress
1: is too strong a word. K Michelle could never do anything. You know, but you just look so she deflated could never do enough. you
2: were in like your face was happy and then it just <laughs> it just drained because <sighs> Yeah. Sorry. so
1: the breakfast club did an interview with Uncle Murder and Mayno. And they were talking about some mixtape that these two rappers are doing together. They're both from Brooklyn, you know, whatever. And towards the end of the interview, this was just maybe last week. It wasn't that long Friday,
2: ago. maybe? Thursday, something like that?
1: Towards the end of the interview, they asked them, you know, is it hard to work together, do egos, blah, 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 whatever, that generic question. And Alcomberto basically said that Mano doesn't have a problem with him because I don't know that I don't think that many people are familiar with Uncle Murda, which is fine. It's fair. But he's been rapping for a while. Right. So he is notorious for talking (laughs) cash about everybody. He says whatever the fuck he wants to Mm -hmm. on songs. You know what I'm saying? He has like records that he does at the end of every year um, where he just talks about everybody, all of the crazy shit that happened in the year. He names names. He doesn't care. Whatever. It's fun. So... He says, you know, Mayo doesn't have a problem with it. And Mayo laughs and says, unless it's some shit that's going to get me in trouble. Angela Yee says, well, you did say something about K. Michelle on a record. I think maybe in the end of 2014, so well over a year ago, he said, he had a record where he said something like, I say shit that make niggas think uh, five niggas told me K. Michelle pussy think. Yes. Now, Soldier Boy has said that once. It, I don't know how long ago. Who cares? We're talking about Soldier Boy and K. Michelle. So I don't remember. But he <laughs> did say something about her <laughs> pussy smelling bad. Oh, hell. You know. And so they start to kind of, like, laugh about that. And then it's implied that Mayno had sex with K. Michelle. And so he was probably one of the people who also said that because the niggas had five. <laughs> so, I mean, like. You know, Jesus. so, you know, they laugh about that <laughs> for like two, three minutes or whatever. So then they do an interview with K. Michelle. K. Michelle, they ask her about it. like, like, the first thing they ask her about it, obviously. And she kind of goes, mind you, she talked about the Uncle murder thing more than once already. Mm-hmm. Um, And so her talking about it again is just kind of like... You know, you spoke about this already. Right. He kept talking about it. Like, it's back and forth. It's kind of like a thing that's old by this point. So, I probably would have just been like, why the fuck are you even asking me this? You know what I'm saying? Like, I already talked about it. I don't know that nigga. I don't give a fuck about that nigga. Yeah. Like, he doesn't know me. Blah, 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 And so, essentially, that is what she said. Um, And she kind of was like, she basically brushed it off when it came to the guys. And then she turns to Angela Yee. And she says, oh, you know, I have a problem with you because as a woman, as a woman... Oh, girl. <laughs> that was for Tay. <laughs> I feel like, you know, you... And she basically said that Angela Yee instigated the shit and that the interview was over. So for her to bring up Kay michelle was wrong because you she knows that Kay has an album coming out. And now she got to deal with the labels saying, oh, call, here comes more drama. And you're friends with the label. And I don't fuck with you because of that. And all of this drama. Oh, girl. And so Angela Yee was... As quiet as it's kept, you
3: know. Oh no, she's (laughs) timid.
1: She was, and that's the thing about this. She's meek. so I get it. You got an album coming out. It's literally called "More Issues Than Vogue."
2: All press is good press when you came and show.
1: The album cover is her making a bubble with her gun and inside of the bubble is a nigga in a wife beater and jeans.
2: That's how I know this is not for me.
1: I don't care. You have a wonderful voice, <laughs> beautiful gift. I don't want to listen to it. I will never know if this album is good. You know, fine. I just won't, and I just feel like that's fair. You know, mm-hmm. do you? Um. I just find it annoying that you are talking about as a woman, this, that, and the third and the courtesy of, you know, woman-to-woman relationships and all of this stuff. Well, you go back and forth and be arguing and bickering with women for the world to see over petty shit all the time. She's an interviewer. It's her job to ask questions and to get these niggas to say whatever. And we all know what kind of show The Breakfast Club is. They make jokes and instigate shit and pop shit and do that shit every single goddamn morning. If the shade was towards Tamar or towards Toya or towards Mimi or one of the many out here that you don't like, <laughs> you would have never had no problem with it. You would have never been talking about no woman to woman, this, that, and third. But you're talking about, oh, because she friends with the label. Nigga, the label isn't a person. The label ain't nobody. The label <laughs> is made up of a whole bunch of white people who just want to make money off you, girl. Right. She ain't friends with nobody just because she came to your listening party. Does And the way that she asked the question, wasn't even like she was trying to shit on K. Michelle she was saying that well you have talked about K. Michelle and that's like right, we like she know
2: up the fact right. that he has done this and talked about K. Michelle
1: exactly right. and we know that K. Michelle and Mayno are supposed to be cool I guess that was common knowledge or whatever mm-hmm. and then she said why would you say that you know what I'm saying so it wasn't even like she was like ha ha that bitch box stink she right. was like why would you even like why would you do that right. but she brought it that's her fuck everybody knows The Breakfast Club Angela role is to ask the questions and to keep the, the interview moving. DJ Envy's role is to say, welcome to, it's the morning show, welcome to the breakfast club. Like, that's yeah. his, he does the intro Do and the outro drop.
3: and laugh. <laughs> and
1: Charlemagne's role is to ask questions and say the shit that everybody else is afraid to say. We know that that's the recipe. It works. We're fine with it. So now for you to be trying to go in on this girl because she asked the question that not, and really you keep saying that it didn't really hurt you so it's not even that big a deal so why are you so mad like
2: why are you even bringing it up then
1: hold the niggas accountable Exactly. Going on that nigga for saying that your pussy's saying when he don't even know you and has never smelled it for himself. Going on Mayno for a ba- apparently telling your business. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, oh, well, I don't even know him and his his lips are big and who even cares? Like, you're putting out a mixtape. That shows where you're at in life and he was on Loving Hip Hop. So, you see the da 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 and, you know, Mayno, like, I didn't even call Mayno. Like, it
2: is what it is. But you, bitch, how you gonna ask them some shit like that, bitch? Right. Like, girl, what? That's how you can tell Okay, Michelle is not used to winning arguments or being in a space where she can out talk somebody else because you picked the one person probably in all of media who wasn't gonna sit there and be like, Well, look, bitch, the simple fact of the matter is that I'm a media personality and it's Thank my you. job to show up to listening events and decide whether your album is good. It's Thank my you. job to ask artists about the music they put out and other people that, like, girl, this is an entertainment show. We Thank talk to you. celebrities. So if you have a problem with me doing my goddamn job, I suggest you not come in the studio and talk up to up me face to face, sweetheart, because that's what we do here. You are in the industry. You have a reality show. You put out music. You are putting yourself out there for public consumption. People have questions. People are going to ask. I am the interviewer here. I will talk about what's relevant. You ain't got to be friends to go to somebody's listening party. You don't know I mean listening parties? Niggas get invites to when they go just to go? It's she's like, a
1: host bitch. of the biggest fucking urban morning show in the country. Yeah. Of course they're going to invite her. Do you know, she probably has 30 got. Damn, listening in party invitations in her email every single day. So (laughs) she knows that you're gonna come to the Breakfast Club to promote your album. Why wouldn't she go to the party to listen to it? Whatever, she already got cussed out by Nicki Minaj for not listening to the music (laughs) or whatever. Because Nicki Nicki too the whole, but she dragged the stoop. She dragged everybody. Yeah, she She went in on on everybody. everybody. So why wouldn't she go listen to your fucking album, girl? Right. And what does that have to do with her asking a question? That's her goddamn job, girl. If the label right. is sick of you being in the middle of a mess, then stop being in the middle of the mess. Little Like, of course, it didn't even really affect your sales or whatever because it's an interview with Uncle Murda. Like I said, that not that many people are even right. familiar with Uncle Murda to give a fuck about the joke that he made about your pussy or whatever or whatever. And was that rude? Sure. But now what's really making headlines that people are really talking about is you coming on here and acting a bird and cussing this girl out over doing her goddamn job. Right. Like, for what? And you did that shit because you know, Angela, you wouldn't pop off for your motherfucking mm-hmm. ass. You mm-hmm. like to do that shit with people because you mad at the situation and instead of saying that you it mad at the situation, me. you want to go <laughs> off on somebody.
2: Right. This is why y'all... She did the same thing with Asante and she actually... And just, I
1: like, didn't want to say that. I wasn't... I wasn't I gonna bring it up but when you that. lay it
2: out like that like that's why I still don't rock with that bitch because of that shit she put with Asante and late. now you sitting up here acting like Taylor Swift and turning it into like a fake feminist womanist girl power sisterhood moment like oh we're we both have vaginas, so how dare you go against the pussy code and were well, you disrespect- throwing candles and flowers fuck and fucking face.
1: escalades and shit and girls <laughs> on national television Man, fuck her. like get the fuck out of here Tra- I'm sorry Tra- the I'm just probably like I'm and I know sure it's good, a whole bunch of all are going to be in my mentions talking about this and blah 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 I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about any of that shit at all. So keep it. I hope you like it. All I know is you can't be surprised When you have to write songs about this fuck nigga and that fuck nigga and this nigga ain't shit and this is how I got to get out of this relationship or whatever. And when you don't hold niggas accountable for their bullshit at all anyway. Mm -hmm. And you would rather go toe to toe with a girl over some petty shit than cuss out a nigga for being the actual problem. Yeah. Next.
2: Just like every other hood rat.
1: Goodbye. I'm done.
2: So... Is that it for the hot topics? Or, oh, no. Oh, no? <laughs>
1: oh, absolutely
2: not. Uh, K Michelle is every girl who want to fight the other woman instead of her man for cheating on her. Like, you, every girl who puts your anger in the wrong fucking place. Like, you getting mad at Angela Yee instead of the niggas who say on wax that your pussy is dilapidated. I'm confused.
1: But if she would have brought up some shit that you had said about somebody else and laughed and kiki about that shit, male or female, that would have been okay, though. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Just, uh, just be quiet.
2: I watched enough of her show on accident just to see that she was mad about having to st- share the stage with Tamar at the BET Awards. And I was just like, She
3: was? Yeah, she I was don't annoyed watch that because, well, Every time that- it
2: came on after Love and Hip Hop Reunion. See? So, you know, I forgot. I couldn't find the clicker fast enough. And I sat there and watched half of it before I realized what was on. But she was so mad because. You was- watched half of it before you realized what was on. Well, like, because, you know, I be high as fuck. So sometimes the TV Damn. is watching me. And then I look up and I'm like, oh, my God. I be wasting in the
1: house <laughs> and that shit be saying, as soon as it says previously on K. Michelle's whatever, previously like, on Stevie and Jocelyn <laughs> Go Hollywood, I literally say like, out loud, not in my house. <laughs> I say it every time. To- oh, no, not in here.
2: But it was so worth it just to see how mad she was that Tamar was going to be on stage with her and Patti LaBelle. And she but was I thought so that, that whole, the point that of wasn't that just was her her for Patty. them to
1: be like, like, oh, hey, girl, like, we cool. Yes.
2: I mean, and please humble yourself. You're on stage with Patti LaBelle. I don't give a damn if BT invited everybody else who ever recorded a record on stage. Like, you get to be on stage with Patti LaBelle. So just calm your wig. Like, that ought to be good enough for you. And she seemed happy about that, but she was so pressed over Tamar. She's like, this bitch. But so that's it. I ain't, ain't looked the shit else her, so.
1: So, okay. Listen.
2: Oh no, oh no, oh no. It's Bris, isn't it? It's Bris Brown.
3: Mm.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to find like like where I'm gonna child, end, the stands like, are, are fixing their
2: fingers right now to tell us how unfair we are and how mean we are and how we never give Chris a chance and it's happening. It's That's happening.
1: fine. I mean I don't care. I honestly you know what? I have made peace with the fact that I'm not trying to impress none of you niggas. I've made peace with the fact <laughs> that I'm not trying. Y'all not gonna like me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of you are going to disagree with things that I say, and you're not gonna like certain things that I say. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's just, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't please I'm not anybody. trying to impress anybody. I'm just trying to have fun and buy my mom and dad whatever house and car they want before I die before my ass hits the ground, whichever comes first. Exactly. Hopefully the first because I would just really prefer that my ass, you know, like in <laughs> tits. Just stay in place. <laughs> yeah, I just want to be like a like a like a you like a Jada's mom. To stay mom. up. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Firm, sturdy.
2: You gotta be like organic and raw, vegan and all that shit though.
1: Right. Like it is you know, I sure. can't if I sit up here worried about y'all disagreeing with me or not liking some shit that I said, like i would literally drive myself. Oh yeah,
2: somebody sent me like a six tweet dissertation about how she was upset in my reaction to formation. I'm like, sweetheart do you have any idea? Like the bitches
1: would be glad that we be <laughs> over the election. <laughs>
2: like Oh God, the political stands are stupid You need to pissed. pick a side. <laughs> encourage people to vote. It's like, so disheartening what? that you guys aren't feeling the burn or <laughs> you're not with her. Like, oh my god, can all y'all just relax? Like I, I watched like
1: I watched the debates. Like I've I've mm-hmm. been paying enough attention. To what's going on? To know that I'm over it, right? I don't like neither I'm one
2: of them. My candidate is not wins. viable, so I'm just gonna vote for whoever gets the nomination, more than likely. And till then, leave me the fuck out of it. I mean,
1: and I don't understand why that's so heartbreaking for you. Because who cares? Like I put my jaws on one foot at a time,
2: <laughs> just like and everybody I else.
1: Promise that I just ate a whole bag of salt vinegar chips <laughs> by myself yesterday. Like I'm no one. It doesn't matter. All right. So listen, uh. Kalani was dating Oh right party next door. The crazy thing about this story to me is I feel like everyone involved except Chris Brown is kind of like not talked about that much you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying like yeah so the fact that this is this huge story just proves to me that niggas just love mass because yeah that's it Kehlani is a very talented girl she did she was nominated for a Grammy she mm-hmm. was just on that she's got like the only feature on that Zayn guy's album
2: Oh, yeah, on Zayn Malik. I listened album. to that album and I actually liked it. Oh, it did sounds you? Like, yeah,
1: it kind of sounds like, like Frank Ocean and Justin oh, Timberlake made okay. an album produced by The Weeknd, but the voice on it is not horrible.
2: I haven't heard it yet. I listened to Division's album, but I was thinking he sounded like, you know, Miguel meets Usher meets The Weeknd. Yeah, Nickin. in there. So, okay, I'll listen to that then. Um...
1: So yeah. Anyway, she was dating Party Next Door. Party Next Door, for those of you who don't know, is a guy who I told a friend of mine. Um, he is basically Drake with the weekend's music and Future Space. <laughs> he signed to OVO. Um, and that
2: part is important.
1: <laughs> it is for a few.
2: Just. Just so you know. Just
1: mark that one.
2: So, Kilan
1: used to date Party Next Door, and apparently. Keep in mind, she's 20 years old. 20. I think party next door is 22 years old.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they broke up on, you know, some probably regular young, ghetto, hood rat love story, love and basketball bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then she recently, very recently, started dating Kyrie Irving, who plays for Cleveland Cavaliers. That's right?
2: it. That's it. Look at you. Okay.
1: You know, I do research. No, you know? Do you know
2: whose child he is?
1: Who Kyrie Irving's child
2: is? No. Do you know whose child Kyrie Irving is? um no okay well you just something fun for you to google later i googled that pokemon game you were playing oh what'd you think um well i did not understand okay um pretty much anything about it but i want to play oh sure you should Um, you should have you're gonna have to show me how to mash all them buttons but it looks interesting
1: it's actually a game that you could probably win without having to you could probably win just mashing the buttons
2: is beyonce in the game
1: Beyonce is not in the game.
2: Okay. So the picture you sent me came from where? Tumblr. More oh. <laughs> oh, I thought it was like an official. <laughs> no, Pokemon I is thought, one like, of those. I thought like somebody challenged you and like Beyonce was one and Rihanna was one. <laughs> and a dumb What? Of course that's I true. wish. <laughs>
1: no, I really would love a game like that. Um, but yeah, some Tumblr person just turned like pop stars into Pokemon.
2: Oh, you gym guys leaders. are so talented, so fun. Keep it up, y'all! Just so creative.
1: So anyway, this story gets dark. Kalani started dating Kyrie Irving and was posting all this stuff on Instagram about how in love she was, and you know, seventy-five and twenty. I just still don't know what that means, but you know, like super in love, and she has found new meaning in love and whatever. So then, just a few days ago, maybe the day before yesterday, uh. Party Next Door posts a photo on Instagram of him in bed watching, like, Netflix. And he's holding um, Kalani's hand. All you see is their hands. Mm -hmm. But she has tats, like, all over. So it's very clear by the tattoos on her Right, she has
2: very identifiable tattoos. Right,
1: that it's her. Mm -hmm. And so the caption on it was, After all her shenanigans, I'm still got the R&B singer back in my bed. Something like that. That was it. And so everybody... On Twitter explodes. And I'm just like, wait, so this many people know what's going on? Because I wasn't <laughs> like, like I realized, because <laughs> I did remember hearing that Kalani was dating Party Next Door, and then I did remember hearing that she was dating Kyrie Irving. So I kind of just put two and two together when I saw it and realized what had actually happened. But niggas were like going ape shits because they're all assuming that, she's cheating on Kyrie Irving Mm
2: -hmm. and,
1: you know, went back to her ex. Well, because
2: it was that whole big, you know, you know how young people do with putting everything on the fucking internet, every in and out of their relationship and breakup and all that bullshit. Like, the same shit we be warning y'all about in these listener letters. Like, that's basically what they got caught up in. I mean, we don't know shit, so. I mean, other than apparently Kalani tried to kill herself behind, I guess she tried to kill herself behind all this. Like, so...
1: The internet, like, she deleted her social media, like, almost right after it happened. Like, really, really fast. And so, I'm sure that she was probably with a friend or someone, and I don't know. I'm sure she knew that the bullshit was going on. Because, of course... Fuck niggas are using this opportunity to be in fuck nigga, mega evolution, oh yeah. overdrive, super saiyan 4, absolute, full strength, earth shattering boy Like, mm-hmm. so they're making all these jokes and calling her a hoe and slut and all the typical whack ass corny shit that niggas do. And so um I'm sitting there laughing because... I'm a nigga and a lot of the jokes, not necessarily about her were funny, but the jokes about like the, the like shenanigans, like the fact that he used the word shenanigans to describe <laughs> the last relationship, like those jokes were funny yeah. to me. And then the jokes, there were a lot of jokes being made about how lame Party Next Door is. So I was just like, this is great. I feel like this is even. Like, of course, they're going to, like, dumbass niggas are going to use this opportunity to make fun of the girl because they dumbass niggas. And secretly, I feel like a lot of y'all niggas, if pussy wasn't on women that you would just fuck whatever it was on. Like, pussy could be on, like, this fucking Zephyr Hills bottle and niggas would just be attracted yeah. to that. Like, I low-key feel like y'all like pussy and hate women. <laughs> like, honestly. That's
2: not even, like, that's not even low-key. That's blatant. Like, These niggas like, clearly like, love pussy and hate women. I don't
1: think that you're, astra- like, I'm almost, start. I'm starting to feel like a lot of y'all, like, really hate Women like you're not attracted to women, but you're attracted to like women's organs, Mm -hmm. and that's just it. Yeah,
2: titties, ass, vagina like that's really what they like. But women, as people, it's like they can't even see it
1: because you know. And I see a lot of the shit that be going on, and I know people have said that, but like Chris Brown would we'll get to that later. Like, it's just like, so y'all just like hate women, (laughs) you just do not like them at all. Um, Because let
2: any one of these R&B, rap, basketball, playing, or other athlete niggas cheat on their girlfriend. And it's a bunch of, well, I mean, bitch, you knew what you was getting into. The niggas this, this, this. And... A whole bunch of people on her Instagram comments talking about, you know, you need to take such and such back and quit tripping just because that nigga cheated on you don't mean he don't love you. But as soon as the woman is the one in the wrong, then it's all kinds of bitches and hoes and this slut can't be redeemed and all this other shit. Like, you niggas is so predictable and boring with this bullshit every time.
1: Like, it's to the point where niggas could just, like, get, like, famous guys publicly can do shit like Chris Brown does, like, future. Like, almost any one of these niggas. Like, right. almost view of them and it's just accepted as the norm and then what's worse is that men and women then go in on the women, the women. and a lot of the times you can because a lot of these girls like Tara and Amina are dumb like that, they are dumb but it doesn't change the fact that Peter Guns is manipulative and he's the source of the problem and right. he's a fucking idiot and people have to oh by the way I live for Cardi B now
2: Look at you. I knew one It wasn't even for that read.
1: It was (laughs) for something else that she said on the second part of that reunion that was just like, oh,
2: wow, like you're... When she called out that girl in the audience who she was like, you used to say all I was was a stripper. Mm
1: -hmm." It wasn't that. It was something I can't even remember now, but she said something else. Oh, she said, my... Like, the best revenge I could get from you is for you to stay with the nigga.
2: Yes, cause because I know you're going to know be- you're
1: going to go through hell. Yes. And that's what I like.
2: <laughs> I said, whoa, look at she's your you. genius. Because like, <laughs> she's petty you're and brilliant. vindictive. <laughs> I like
1: her now. <laughs> um so best anyway. friends. Yeah, like, I just don't... The shit that he did was so whack. And, ladies, I just want for y'all... You know what I'm saying? It doesn't need to be... Because the everyday... M- you know, battle of the sexes shit on Twitter is so boring and I wish that y'all would stop, like find something else to talk about. Y'all do this every single day all day long and it is so boring but I just want for a lot of you women to pick up on these things. That's it because you're made out to look like you're extremely emotional, and that you know you take pictures with with your side nigga, or you are the side bitch, and you take pictures or whatever when they sleep or whatever. Oh, and yeah. she was uh, certainly asleep in that bed, and that nigga took a picture of her fucking wrist and posted it on Instagram with this, d- and then the caption was rude right. <laughs> because it was like you didn't even say like my love, my heart. You know, Bay no. Boo, nothing—the R&B singer,
2: nigga. If it's shit, if it were not <laughs> these tattoos,
1: we could you could be talking about anybody. Right. We don't even know who the fuck you're talking about.
2: The first time I saw the picture, I didn't get it. I was like, the R&B singer. Who the hell is this? <laughs> What are you talking about? (laughs) And I leave Kalani's ass alone because she don't too much like me for my comments on her race, which is just fine. I mean, she's gonna have to get over that. Like, but when I first saw her name coming up, I was just like, I'm gonna leave that whole situation alone because it's none of my business. Until I found out about her like suicide attempt, and then I was like, okay, so I feel like it's something deeper going on there because you don't. I don't think most people just right. Like, but still, I don't think most people have, like, one bad day and decide to kill themselves. Like, I think Kalani's been going through some shit for a while. Probably. And this is just kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. So when people say ignorant stuff, like, oh, so you got caught out there on Instagram, so you just go kill yourself? Like, I really don't think it's that simple. I mean, if
1: you pay even a little bit of attention to Kalani's story and even just the stuff that she sings about, she's been through a lot. And she's 20 years old. I mean, she old. had a song
2: called Niggas on her album, singing about how niggas ain't shit, which is true. But like, I mean, how not do you even know just that?
1: relationships and stuff like that. Her, herself, she's been through a lot. You know what I'm saying? Her dad is dead. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's learning a lot about her father through the rest of her family because she didn't know him like that. From what I gather, you know what I'm saying? I could be incorrect. But just based off of, like, that one time that she left that comment on that picture of her daddy or whatever, and she was saying, like, you know, my aunt or whoever was telling me stories about you and stuff like that. Like, she's been through a bit. Mm -hmm. You're 20 years old. What I gathered from the situation was that... Probably she realized... Like, Kyrie Irving could have been like a rebound for her.
2: Probably. From this
1: nigga who clearly ain't shit, but you in love with. And it happens to everyone. Yep. And that is fair. It didn't really give me cheating. It gave me, well, maybe that nigga was acting a fool. Maybe I was tired of that nigga's baby mama leaving comments my fucking Instagram every day about how I ain't shit, or how she don't like me, or this relationship is fake, or whatever cash shit. Like, that nigga, like nobody's commenting on the fact that Kyrie Irving already came with baggage because you already got a baby with somebody who is now tormenting this girl because she don't like you <laughs> oh, or whatever. Yeah, baby mama petty. She's extremely petty. Oh, <laughs> whatever, that's fine. That's fair. I don't know about that situation either because I don't care. Mm-hmm. But it could have been like, this to me oh, didn't seem too different from a situation that she is, you know, that many people have already been in and you're 20 years old and now you got all these people on the internet trying to say that you a cheater and a hoe and all these kinds of stuff when they don't know the situation because the nigga that she thought you were in love with, like
2: right fine
1: violated you (laughs) absolutely but then she posted after she posted the the picture of her being in the hospital or whatever she posted a picture of the nigga being by the bed with her talking about thanks for saving my life and i'm just like well you know what i'm also going to say oh girl i'm just i'm gonna say this you are young and you are dumb because you're young and you learn like you learn these things like this is something, you know what I'm saying? God willing, you make it into your late 20s and 30s and stuff like that, that you're going to look back on it and be like that nigga mm-hmm. wasn't shit. And I, you learn about those things. You right. have to go through these processes. Right. Hopefully it's not as extreme as this was. But you know what I'm saying you learn because sweetheart experience
2: is the best teacher it always has been it always will be
1: he could have killed you you know what I'm saying because if you were so distraught over this that you were willing to take your life he was the reason behind it he was the one who started the shit in the first place you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. who went and did whatever the fuck that it was that he did and short, I don't know if she's saying by saved my life I don't know if if he found her or tried to stop her from doing it or what I don't know what the fuck that nigga did but at the end of the day we would have never known anything about it if he didn't post this shit on there that was petty and he didn't right. need to do it in the first place but you'll learn you, you know, know what i'm saying you will learn and you'll probably write some great songs about it
2: um <laughs> is it wrong to be like well i bet her next album is just gonna be so good because her ass is clearly going through it now so i really like her first album so yeah i you know, did too i, I have, feel like i thought she i think she's talented and i like her music this is just like I don't know, a real sad, fucked up situation. And it's sad to see her, like, giving thanks to the person who had so much to do with why she was in there in the first place. Like, right, I would but, love for you to get past the point of feeling like this nigga has done you any favors. But good luck to you, and I hope you get healthy soon.
1: Um. So Chris Brown. Now, I just, you know, I let me preface this by saying that Chris Brown went a lot longer under the radar than I expected him to. What like an
2: extra two days? Because <laughs> he's been out here.
1: Mm, I mean, not since the last time we spoke, since like his last like really bad fuck up. Oh, right.
2: okay. You
1: know, he's been on the internet saying little dumb, dumb shit and yelling Karoochie's name in the middle of their songs and you know, just little crazy stuff. But I love that stuff. Like I love when he shows how bitter he is about these women who he embarrassed that don't want him no more. Mm-hmm. I find entertaining, entertainment in that. And it's not because it's Chris Brown. It's because it's just, it's a nigga. You know what right. I'm saying? Who like, is so wrong. I love it anytime it happens.
2: <laughs> anytime it happens. Anytime. Because they'd be the the biggest hypocrites in the world. Like, my nigga, look at, the, like, look at your track record of
1: of the women that we know about. Right. You
2: know what I'm saying? Right. Like, And that's, I mean, we're just talking about Rihanna and Carucci and that's days that's, and days worth of material. <laughs> we can do... Fucking podcast specials on Chris Brown and all the ways he has done them girls wrong. Like, two girls. You are the last one to part your lips and speak about anybody doing anybody dirty, anybody being disrespectful, anybody doing too much. Like, Chris Brown should be the last to speak. And yes,
1: (laughs) he was making jokes like as it was happening. Everybody was. And he posted something about, like, it was a picture of him, uh, like a meme. And it said something like, Y'all be doing all this. Niggas ain't shit. We gonna have our bitches ain't shit today or something like that. And I just like rolled my eyes and laughed because I was just like, here, you know, he's angry whatever. And mm-hmm. it's just like, I didn't know that he's really good friends with Kyrie Irving until yesterday. Um, it really makes no difference to me. But he tweeted the following. Girls be mad at a nigga. Mind you, I was I logged on and the tweet said now. Like I literally... <laughs> logged on to Twitter as he tweeted divine this
2: divine intervention he says girls be mad at
1: a nigga for fucking around with bitches but her DMs got more names than the declaration of independence hashtag yeah I'm throwing shade I could be here and talk about this hashtag for maybe 20 minutes but I'm not going to what then he says they look like they have stank sex I'm guessing he's talking about party next door and Kelani. and then he says hashtag Kyrie MVP now that for uh, me was great because I felt like you are so mad like again (laughs) and you very clearly have like an issue with women in general like you do not like them you don't respect them you know what I'm saying it's clear you also have like I feel like a baby Jordan has more room in it than you have room (laughs) to talk like a thimble (laughs) one of those little syringes that you feed like puppies and baby monkeys with like you just there's no room
2: K. Michelle got more room to talk than Chris Brown Way more. Like, sweetheart, you really... You know how sometimes you see your friends swerving into the absolute wrong lane, and even though they're sticking up for you, you still want to be like, but... Like, You're making my shit hot. Right? Like, I'm
1: good. Like, nobody's <laughs> mad at me. Nobody's mad at me. This
2: is not your moment. Chris Brown can't even name two people who wrote or signed the Declaration of Independence, first of all. <laughs> List them. That didn't have to be your reference. Get
1: started. And Fax going to tweet him talking about it's approximately 56 names or
2: something. I was like, girl, shut up. Oh, child, whatever. I mean, niggas being in your DMs What does that have to do with the fact that you, Chris Brown, are trash? And just because there's a bunch of niggas in your DMs don't mean you DMing them back. Like,
1: Like they're women. Niggas are going to be in their DMs just off GP because y'all are niggas. You know what I'm saying? So My Instagram says 99
2: plus message requests right now that I will never look at because I don't know them niggas.
1: Look, I just recently remembered that I have... DMs on Instagram so I went in there and it was like 80 plus something like that and I was like holy shit like I didn't even know um, but you know uh, I am looking for shenanigans all summer <laughs> 16 so
2: oh, are you now?
1: you know what I'm saying? the DMs are open if you feel
2: I mean you got the six pack popping so, so don't child me you the one
1: um, now when you're posting back shots on Twitter and giving well, that was the
2: photographer's fault I didn't take that picture <laughs>
1: You posted
2: <laughs> I did. And I told myself, this is a foolish idea. Do not do this. And I did anyway. Being fast. So,
1: yeah, that was funny to me. But then he goes, there is no attempting suicide. Stop flexing for the gram. Doing shit for sympathy so them comments on your pics don't look so bad. Okay, I'm done. Guess you going to have to watch the games from a real hashtag box. No, a real boxing quotation now. The television I'm not even reading the rest. Of okay. Guys. I'm a firm believer that anything can be funny. Right? Just about. Um, if you know what you're doing. This wasn't even a joke. This is just him very being mad. And... Very clearly being mad and also reveling in the fact that a woman is being shitted on for some shit that he's constantly getting shitted on. Because you're mm-hmm. like a notorious cheater. You know right. what I'm saying? Like you leave girls at Documented home. Documented trash. Right. <laughs>
2: on Christmas. To go be with me, I will never get over that.
1: <laughs> Carushi went and put a Hot Pocket in the fucking toaster and oven. And she came back. And when she came back, the nigga was on the TV with his ex
2: sharing popcorn and shit drinking a sprite with one straw my nigga
1: like (laughs) no you just
2: (laughs) you not the one chris and wasn't you just in these tweets last year crying about how you were depressed and mental issues and feeling like life wasn't worth living and all that like you have had your fair share of moments so how dare you talk about somebody else's shit is fake
1: are you kidding me not when you are larry david
2: Larry, Larry David. David
1: Larry King
2: yes Larry David curb
1: <laughs> Now not you are a fucking Larry King show with his goddamn <laughs> Dwight Banks bow tie on and doing all these fucking crying on BT and all this stuff because
2: your terrible ass mama
1: because you had all these issues and you wanted motherfuckers to feel bad for you and truthfully you were probably going through hell of a lot of mental goddamn shit mm-hmm. yourself I don't understand why you're like doing this back and forth with her anyway like right. Just leave it alone. Be there for your nigga in spirit. Kyrie Irving got to have at least one (laughs) sister, aunt, female cousin somebody with a clean record who could hop on Twitter and defend him if that's what he wants. You doing it is not doing anything but heating up his block and he was good. Nobody was mad at him. I
2: don't even think he needs it. He's been liking you know these little petty memes on Instagram and stuff which if she cheated on him that's valid like I'm not gonna say that man can't be in his feelings or upset that his girlfriend cheated on him if that's actually what happened But, but Chris jumping in the mix is just making it worse because like we've already said Chris Brown has no authority to judge anybody else's behavior especially suicidal behavior like being like oh well you know don't nobody I mean if you tried then you should actually done it like that's basically what your comment is implying and I don't get how you have the room to say some shit like that when you yourself have been suicidal. Like, you've been through that shit. You know how much it sucks to be that depressed, and you still make a fun of somebody else for it. What he how? said is
1: there is no attempting suicide. And that's just not.
2: Well, that's just factually that's not, incorrect. Not, so that's many not people true. attempt suicide. I know so many people who have attempted suicide. If you. Okay, I don't even have to break down how that's done because it's obvious. So, all right.
1: It's just like. <laughs> sweetie
2: who's providing the drugs it just
1: doesn't even have anything to do with you nothing you as the friend even if you were going to make the darkest most horrible jokes i don't give a fuck about any of that you should have been like, my nigga, I'm buying all the drinks tonight, let's go to the strip club, yes. and let's just laugh at this, and, and let's talk cash shit about this girl and her weak yes. ass nigga, because you know I don't fuck with them OVO niggas anyway. So it was like two things, because Kyrie Irving is his friend, and then Party Next Door is signed to Drake's label, and he can't stand Drake, and Drake knows it, that's why he said Chris <laughs> Breezy with the dance moves on that song, and I don't know if I'm that many niggas call that out, but I love the fact that Drake know Chris Breezy do to like him and still say right that.
2: and still did it um
1: just to get on his nerves it's just like nigga you should have just gone out had some fucking food and went out got right some wings. let's eat
2: these wings and have some ass in our faces and, and just, just talk just about how bitches about ain't it. shit like because that's what everybody else does when their friend is going through a shitty breakup like
1: but now niggas are pissed at you over something that didn't even have anything to do with you over somebody that you don't even have problem with and that someone that also as a nigga on twitter pointed out was one of the only motherfuckers who promoted her album. <laughs> because she posted <laughs> his album on her Instagram oh, talking about, damn. oh, go buy it. And that nigga was cussing all his fans out. Talking about, oh, so oh, y'all yeah, bitches ain't got shit. $95 for these windbreakers. <laughs> you can't buy my goddamn album. Right. Bitch, I done posted this iTunes link. Like, Y'all not wow. gonna
2: spend $130 on my sweatband? Like, bitch, no. We not. We I had no plans.
1: What the fuck that nigga's going through. But oh. God, boy, all right, I'm
2: finished. All right, let's take a break. Hey, y'all, there's a famous Abraham Lincoln quote that says, good things come to those who wait. But that's only part of it. The full quote is, good things come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who hustle. (laughs) Is that true? Who knows? But if you're a business owner and you want the best people on your team, the same concept applies. Thankfully, ZipRecruiter puts the hustle in your hiring so you find qualified candidates fast. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com. ZipRecruiter's smart technology finds top talent for your roles right away.
1: So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. All right, so we're back, and it's time for listener letters.
2: (laughs) Yes, it is. Send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com, and let's see. Um, Well, the first question I see just says this is for Kid Fury about—oh, never mind. I thought this meant something else when it said Honeymoon. I just wanted to know if you've heard Lana Del Rey's latest album, and if you liked it, and what your favorite songs are off it. I guess this person remembers that I think Lana Del Rey makes suicide music, but have you heard Honeymoon? Is it good? No? <laughs> is it? So, is that a yes?
1: I have heard it. I enjoy it very much. I'm very glad that she brought back some bass and things. I thought the acoustic thing was cute. I like it.
2: Is she still doing her melancholy?
1: That's what we go to Nobody her loves
2: me. I'm rolling around in the gravel in the I ocean. I don't want to hear <laughs>
1: Lana Dari saying... Uh, art pop. I want to hear her. <laughs> OK, well, depressed. nobody wants
2: to hear art pop, but Okay. all right. So I guess our first real question this week will come from mm, Lord. This is homeless or heartless. So this comes from motherless child. And it says, I'm 25 and I share an apartment in Queens with my brother and my mother. However, our mother was never part of the plan. My brother and I decided, that sounds crazy. My brother and I decided to get an apartment together after we both graduated and finally generated some dollars. But my mother has been homeless for about 10 years, and she came to live with us when her mother died a few weeks after we got this apartment. My brother and I were hyped to have our mother in a stable place, but this started two years ago. We've tried endlessly to get her some help. Um, even when we were away at school before she came to live with us, we've set up doctor's appointments and job interviews. But my mother suddenly continues to sabotage all of our efforts. She confiscated our baby sister's laptop and spends every hour of her waking day on trivia, YouTube and or Netflix. I've been fed up with this living arrangement since week three, but I chalked that up to my personality. But now I've gotten into and accepted a grad school program out of the state and my brother has intentions of moving as well. I just need some advice now that you guys have gotten the context. What do we do with our mother? I feel as though I cannot move on in life without knowing that she's taken care of, but I also can't see that she's trying to make an effort to take care of herself. She knows about both my brother and I and our plans and is indifferent, acting like it's not time for her to shape up. What should we do? Please help, signed motherless child. Well,
3: that was a
1: horrible title
2: (laughs) i don't i mm, you don't sound motherless you sound like it sounds like your mother is dealing with you would know better than i would but it sounds like she's either dealing with like some mental or physical issues that keep her from you know working and being a part of the workforce like everybody else or she's just accustomed to being taken care of and y'all are the last or the most recent people to have jumped in to take care of her ass And so that's just been your responsibility.
1: Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me, too.
2: And, I mean, Hmm. this
1: sounds like a situation or a conversation that you just need to have with your mom. It's not like...
2: I mean, I I guess she's trying to say, you know, like, how am I going to move away and tell my mama that she's, like, not coming with me? But she knows that. Like, if your mama already knows you and your brother are both plotting to move and she ain't made no plans, then, like, what do you do from that point?
1: Right. But she's just saying, you know, I need to know that my mama is taking care of her. Right. Nobody wants to just leave
2: their mama assed out. But if she's not doing nothing to take care of herself, what can you really do?
1: Like, look, I'm going to be out of here. He's going to be out of here. And I just want to know what your plan is, like what your situation is, and that you're going to be good. Like we need to come up with something. If you don't have one, um, if you're willing to help her come up with whatever plan or idea or whatever to get herself on her feet, um, or yeah. have her, you know, in a place that you're comfortable with when you're gone, then do that and express that to her. But you absolutely don't need to be sitting and waiting, you know, and wasting your time because your mom doesn't want to go and, and take care of herself or whatever. And like you're saying, I feel like she probably has been taken care of and so she's just like, well, you know, I'll just find myself in another situation and I'll be all right yeah, or whatever. So, I mean, if that's her the way she feels about it then right i can't really feel it because i don't know how i would have a conversation like right that with my that's not the kind of kind
2: relationship me and my mom have right right so it would just be so totally different like this is the the sort of situation where i'm just like, like i feel for you because i can't imagine cutting my mama off or being like girl you can't come stay with me like because you don't take care of yourself and don't I even make an effort to take care the of
1: yourself <laughs> Like I well,
2: I lived my through my the mama. verse where my mama was like, well, listen, if you think you so goddamn grown and you just some big pussy bitch, then why don't you go on ahead and get you your own fucking apartment and pay some rent out this hole like since you so grown. Um, but, yeah, I wouldn't want to, you know, feel like I was deserting my mama or, or anything like that either. But there's only so much of your life you can live for somebody else. And if you've done everything you feel like you can do to help your mom and there's nowhere else for y'all to go, like, I mean, all you can do is. Provide support or help that she needs or she asks for, but you cannot force her to be independent. Like you can't force her to take care of herself. So, I mean, I guess but ultimately, your mama is
1: literally grown,
2: right, so. right. Your mother, is, she, she's not a child. She understands what's at stake here. So, I think you and your brother should sit down, like, have a very real, heart-to-heart conversation with her, and be like, "We need to decide what's gonna happen to you once we leave, because the two of us are definitely leaving, and we want to make sure you're good." So. Good luck with that conversation. Our next question comes from Bob, who says, first of all, I have to preface this by saying there is no short way to say it. I'm from the Caribbean and migrated to North America six years ago and met my wife and we have two beautiful kids. We live in an interracial institution with me being a black male and her a white female. Y'all do the most to try to sound, I don't know if it's trying to sound intelligent or educated or what. Right. We live in You could just say it's an interracial marriage. But anyway. So, recently we were at a friend's house where a small bunch of us gathered, and most of us are in interracial relationships, and a couple friends and neighbors of ours stopped by. They are both white. Further into further into the evenings, a fellow Caribbean pal of mine and myself were engaging in discussion, and I was overheard by the female half of this white couple when I called him a cunt. Where I come from, we call people cunts and things of that nature, and it's not considered a great insult, especially in the way I was Engaging him, but this white woman interrupted us and said, Hey, you can't use that word. It's a bad word. A couple of us debriefed her on the fact that it was just in fun, and that's how we roll. But she said she was abused by her father as a child. He would always call her a cunt, so it has a horrible connotation for her. I told her that I'm sorry for hearing about what happened to her and I would try not to use the word in her presence but she wasn't satisfied and went on to suggest that the word cunt is right up there with the n-word and if I can use cunt she can use nigger.
1: I would have called her a cunt to her face the right <laughs> then, and I would have said please do it.
2: Woo! I put the gauntlet down by educating her on how the word nigger came about and how evil it sounds and how nice a cunt is and you can pet it lick it, suck it it's a staple in our society etc. Girl, okay. Okay. <laughs> the letters from men always take a turn
1: he's married to a woman
2: a white woman all this was in the presence of my wife now fast forward to last night which was good Friday okay this is a few days old and wifey and I had an argument and in the exchange I called her a cunt what In apologies, in trying to apologize to me later on, she said I should not call her a cunt because it's the same as her calling me a nigger. Is it justified in any, in either of those cases? Am I the cunt? Do the two words equate in some way? Thank you and best wishes, even though you may call me a self-righteous, bigoted cunt on your show. Okay, Bob. Fuck. Well, I don't think I was going to call you a self-righteous, bigoted cunt, but I do think that you had a good point and then you lost it. Right? Huh. So Bob's issue is that he's been calling, he's been using the word no, cunt. I
1: definitely have, was paying attention. Oh, okay. I just don't, just, first of all, I don't know of any straight man who use the word cunt, like, just, like, for fun. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you know what, maybe he just has, like, friends that, like, make, like, dark jokes. Because I do. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And, like, in your circle of friends, you could do whatever because it's y'all and you get it or whatever. But Right. When he said he called his wife a cunt. I was just like... And in, during an argument?
2: Right. So, like, the first situation is one thing. But then he called his wife a cunt when they had an argument. And later, she was, like, trying to have a conversation with him about this. like, But you called your own the word, wife a cunt.
1: Why would you do that? I don't think that the word... I know that the words are not even close to being similar. Right. Like, you can't do that. Mm-mm. But I do agree with... If she says... If you call her something... Just out of line, especially in a situation where y'all are fighting with each other. And then she was to call you something out of line. You, like, right. I don't know what to say to that. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's not like you're just playing around and being like, oh, stop being such a bitch. And she's like, nigger, please. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Can you imagine? Like I don't even I don't know what to say about that. I do know and I have always known though that white women really hate the word cunt. Like mm-hmm. they Oh hate yeah, they did. That's real. And so I love it that much more. And I, you know, people a, a few people in the gay community, mm-hmm. we say and I've said this a million times, we use the word cunt and it means something completely different. Like a lot of times if you say cunt, I don't even know if gays still say this. I know I do. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, you know, when you say cunt, most of the time it's something, it's a compliment. You know what I'm saying? It means that you look feminine and pretty and sexy and whatever right. else. Like, cunt is like something nice. It's a good thing, right. So, I will say cunt sometimes with friends. A white woman a white woman would either look at me crazy or say something to me. And my response would almost always be like that black girl who was behind Trump reading. <laughs> and then right. the, the white man tried to tell her to, to stop. She and she like, was like...
2: Get the fuck out of my bitch. <laughs> that same look.
1: Now, if you're in a situation where you're around people that you're probably going to be around a, while, like a lot, meaning maybe your neighbor, your co-worker, friend from school, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they say, look, this word offends me for whatever reason. You know, then I feel like what you did in saying that I won't use it around you. Is fair because that's what I do,
2: and that would have been all I would have offered.
1: That was literally my one and only offer (laughs) is that I will not say this around you if I am an earshot of you, girl. You won't hear it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just not going to say it in your presence because I understand that it triggers something in you that I can't even understand. So, that's fair, but you're not gonna tell me to not say the word, like, I can say whatever the fuck I want to, you know what I'm saying? Right,
2: and she should have been satisfied with I won't use it in your presence, even though I wasn't using it to you. I will not use it when I know you are around because I understand you feel a way about that. Like, she should have just let that go. But coming back, talking about, like, it's the same as me calling you a nigga. It isn't. Like, cunt is not a racialized slur. It isn't. It doesn't mean stupid white bitch. It It doesn't. It can be
1: derogatory, but that doesn't mean that it's not. It is is so not even almost the same. Right. (laughs) It just is But
2: his justification for it was so simple-minded. Like... Talking about nigger has always meant bad things, but cunts are amazing, and you can lick them and pet them. Nigger always the cunts. That doesn't. That doesn't mean if 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 cunts are such a good thing, why'd you call your wife one in the middle of an argument? In an
1: argument, right? That's what I'm saying. It's like you. It's like you realize that you have like a portion of a point here, and you're just going full force with it. The wrong and you're direction. Not, you're not really doing this right.
2: You're taking your point in the wrong direction because you had it like. I will use the words I want to use in the context I want to use them, but not around you. If that upsets you, cool. But don't be like, oh, well, you're wrong because nigger is a terrible word, which it is. But cunt just means lovely things that bring life and all this. When men call women cunts, straight men call women cunts is almost always meant to be extremely disrespectful. Right.
1: That's why I was confused as to why he uses the word for fun in the first place. But again, I don't know y'all. Like you could have any kind of like you married to a white woman. So I don't know what kind of jokes. And a lot of men
2: think sexist or misogynistic jokes are funny. Like that's y'all the whole basis of y'all fucking friendship is making fun of women and using gendered jokes and slurs like that. I don't get
1: it. But, you know, I just it's like if I'm having an argument with one of my girlfriends if I'm if I'm talking to my one of my girlfriends and she got on whatever outfit or some shit and I said, "Girl, you look so cunt," right? She would probably know that I'm complimenting her, right? right? If we start fussing and I say, "You're such a fucking cunt." She's not going to take it the same way because it doesn't mean the same thing. The
2: context is totally different. You're saying it out of anger and you mean it to be a bad thing. So the
1: same thing can be said with the word bitch. The same thing can be said with the word nigga. The same thing can be said with a lot of different words, terms or whatever. But, you know, I think that you absolutely know better here, but you're trying to like pass over it by saying, well, it's not the same as nigga. And it isn't, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't change the fact that you are exhibiting some questionable
2: behavior. Man, you got the right white woman calling her a cunt and she's still married to your ass cause
1: I'm not even marinating my fucking ass because they Child, black women. Are I honestly wish hell. straight
2: man would call me a cunt. Nigga, who the fuck are you talking to? I don't <laughs>
1: even know if I use cunt. I don't even know if I use cunt in that manner.
2: Right. Like, it's just, ugh. But you, you think, knew you was wrong for this. Like, you did, you had to. I'm sure I've called someone
1: a cunt like that before, but almost always when I say the it's usually to mean something nice. Yes. But either way, I just don't... Your wife. I don't even... Okay.
2: <laughs> right. Well... So, uh, good luck with that. Maybe stop calling your wife a cunt, IDK, though. That might help. Our last question comes from Emmy, who says... Keep my name out of this, which is why I'm so glad I gave you a fake one. I am a case perfect extrovert, and I recharge by being with friends. When I am left alone for too long, I get depressed. She's an extrovert, like the literal opposite. Case Case perfect extrovert, which I think means like down the line she hits every single aspect of an extrovert. Okay, when I'm left when I'm left alone for too long, I get depressed. Somehow, I seem to have surrounded myself with a bunch of introverts, and I'm fine with that and respect their needs, but I rarely feel like I get the same respect. Most of the time, if we hang out, it's because I called or texted and made plans with them. I'm the kind of person who not only remembers you had a birthday, but will take the time to mail you a card. I'm hitting a point where I just feel taken advantage of and unappreciated by most people, and this came to a head as my birthday just passed, and a bunch of people are ditching my birthday party for another friend's birthday party, even though I planned mine first and sent out invitations first. Do I just need to find better friends? If so, how do I do this? Should I say something to the people ditching me for my other friend? I am super upset and was ready to cancel my party and have been up all night in tears because of this. Thanks, exhausted extrovert, a.k.a. Emmy. And, well, while I don't know anything about being an extrovert, because I feel like I get all my power and ability to sustain myself by being alone, Um, I do understand feeling like your friendship is not reciprocated. And what you described, I don't even really think that's necessarily an introvert issue. Like, it sounds like your friends are maybe just being dicks about that. Like, not going to your birthday party to go to somebody else's...
1: It just sounded like those were two unrelated things to me. Right, because
2: what I would have done was not go to the birthday party and stayed at home and not gone to anybody's party, period. Like That's like, that's what I think an introvert would have done.
1: Yeah, an introvert is usually somebody that doesn't want to be social that much anyway. Like, Right. I'm a huge introvert. That's no fucking secret. But if it's a birthday situation, like... I think that, okay, so introverts can be so... It's not that you are afraid of people. It's just that you prefer solitude right it's just you know what i'm saying like you're more comfortable in that introverts usually don't like small talk they usually know what i'm saying whatever and so if they are are, if you know that they are introverted and you know that you are extroverted so much so to the point where you need to be around people to not be depressed then you should find somebody else to be friends with clearly Mm -hmm. because you're like oil and water or whatever like you're not going to what have you and right. if you're if they are that introverted and you are that extroverted then that's probably why they're going to go to somebody else's party instead of yours now that doesn't necessarily make it right or mean that you know like whatever but you know like myself i find that i'm more comfortable having intimate um gatherings or whatever with people that I'm most comfortable with. You know what I'm saying? And so if you, if your personality and mine don't really mesh that well
2: <laughs> You don't get invited. Then
1: I'm, you know, I'm probably just not gonna be ready to go to yours as much as it would be somebody else. I really don't know enough about your situation. I'm not, I'm just guessing. Right. Because like I said before I don't really see how those two things are related
2: to each yeah it's kind of like you think them being introverts is the issue here when really it sounds like people just ditching your party and going to somebody else's instead is something that would hurt probably anybody's right
1: i don't know what that has to do with it
2: right so i don't think the problem is that they're introverts but maybe you do need new friends maybe they think it wouldn't have been that big of a deal to you i don't know because i don't know your friends but i think you should probably at least consider like sitting down and talking to them especially if y'all don't usually have like a sort of serious relationship but you actually feel a way about this but sitting down and being like hey girl so I just wanted to talk to you about this because I consider us pretty close and I feel like you know we're actual friends and it really hurt my feelings that you did such and such like if you can't talk to people about the way you feel it's going to be impossible for y'all to resolve situations and move on in your friendship or relationship or any other kind of exchange you have with another person so I definitely feel like it's like of the utmost importance that you sit down and Talk to them about what they did and how it hurt your feelings, but I don't think them being introverts or you being an extrovert has anything to do with it, unless right. your party was at like Chuck E. Cheese or some other hell on earth, and the right. other person's party is like at the house and it's just weed and Netflix. Like, of course, girl, right? Of course, that might like, be it. Like, I
1: don't know. Right? Maybe
2: really. you planned like a day at Six Flags and everybody was like, "Holy God, I can't!" The thought of being no, around that many right. people for that long is just the worst. So, talk to your friends. Good luck. Let us know how it goes. That's gonna wrap up the list. Send letters. Send your questions to askthereeda@gmail.com, and we'll be right back.
0: Keep it is brought to you by Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. If you're really good at it, that is. I've actually met several really good friends through Hinge. I've used it. I can't believe this over a decade now. Woof! What a life I've had. Well, you know what they've added within a decade of us being on Hinge is their new LGBTQIA plus prompts, which are designed to help queer daters better connect based on similarities, interests, and Compatibility. Hinge prompts helps you show off your full personality and connect with someone who appreciates you. Plus, these prompts were created in collaboration with Glad. So they are by the people, for the people. Some of the prompts are the first time I knew I was gay was mm, I was literally in the act of being gay, like hooking up with somebody when I admitted (laughs) it. (laughs) Denial is strong and hard in the Catholic Midwest. Mine was Tom Cruise's Vanity Fair cover, the shirtless one. You just turned to an imaginary camera and said, I'm gay. Yeah. Or broke the fourth wall. (laughs) (laughs) You're like Fleabag. Other prompts include, I feel proudest of who I am when. It feels affirming when others blank. I connect to my community by. I wish I could tell the younger version of myself. I'm going to say whenever I watch that in a drag race semifinal when they're like, if I could talk to my younger self, I would say, I would be like, girl, get tighter clothes. I mean, what's going on with what you're wearing? You look like you're in the X Games. Other prompts include, my chosen family is the best at and gender euphoria looks like. Download Hinge and show off your full self using their LGBTQIA plus prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. So we're back and it's time for the read now.
2: It is. So...
1: Do you want to go first?
2: Um, I don't have to. It's up to you. What's your read about? <laughs> this look on your face.
1: I don't know. Do you I have just, one this week? Or? No, I do. I just don't know how I'm going to attack this because I have so much to say.
2: Well, what is it about?
1: Okay, so I'm just gonna do it. It's Chase, <laughs> Chase part two. Oh
2: my God, seriously! <laughs> well, let me go first then, because mine is like at about about a news story, and I feel like yours will be more interesting. Go ahead. Because the Chase saga, we got emails from people who are like, I've been through the same shit, and that's why I have a credit union now. Because Chase still act like they can't give me my money. But anyway. So, this story that has been making the rounds lately comes out of North Carolina, where the government recently decided to repeal a law that would have provided protections for transgender and other gender nonconforming people while in public. Like, this is something that I believe came out of Charlotte. Charlotte was like, hey, let's not be assholes and let's allow transgender people to use whatever bathroom they feel most comfortable with. And these motherfuckers over in North Carolina called a special session just to make sure that not only did they remove that protection for transgender people in Charlotte, but turned it into a statewide law and then said on top of that, like we are going to make sure that children are included in this. Like, Like they are they are. Schools are encouraging children to report when other kids are using the quote unquote wrong bathroom and all the rhetoric behind these different politicians and their justification from it. This has been like a huge push coming from the conservative right in this country is like what we have to be concerned with, like these women and you just never know if men will dress up in in skirts and go to the bathroom and just sit there and waiting to rape women and it's not safe for our kids in these bathrooms and all this other shit and just like i feel like first of all north carolina is getting a lot of flack because they they are probably the most recent state to have turn this into law but it's been happening a lot specifically in like cities that are more liberal in states that are not like Houston just had the same shit happen last year and it's I think there's measures in a bunch of different probably 10 or 12 different states across the country Oklahoma already know got a whole lineup of anti-trans bills coming and it's like it's not just North Carolina and it's not just a southern thing like a lot of y'all like to pretend that just all ignorance is born in the south and everybody else has their shit together like no people are anti trends in new york and california just like they are in nebraska and arkansas so but anyway right the point is that these republicans are making the point of well you know women's safety is of the utmost importance and we just have to make sure that women are taken care of at all costs like The way to take care of and protect women and make sure that they are safe and well taken care of is not to make sure that trans women can't use the same bathroom as women who aren't trans. Like I can't of all the many ways that people have made me feel unsafe in a public restroom is probably the least likely location that I would even get turned up because I don't know what happens in the men's room, but for the ladies, we tend to go in our own stalls. Everybody gets their business taken care of. You come out, wash your hands prayerfully, and then you leave. Like, it's an in-and-out type of situation. I'm more worried on the train by myself at night being attacked by a random man who gets on, you know, the same fucking train car as me than I am of somebody just jumping out the bushes like I'm a man dressed up as a woman and I'm here to rape you like it doesn't work like that if y'all were really worried about women's safety you would address the shit that is currently happening instead of using anti-trans rhetoric as a defense for your bullshit like we're already dealing with 19 or 20% of women in this country being raped like at some point in their lifetime that's almost 20% percent of women in this country having to deal with rape like my nigga one of the most egregious violations like literally nobody thinks it's okay and instead of being like okay well listen let's take a look at what kind of culture we've created that allows rapists to basically go out here and do the same sort of thing over and over again and never get prosecuted and what kind of laws do we have in place and policies that prevent victims from coming forth and why don't we have such and such like why don't we have better security and better lights and like instead of coming up with practical ways to help women and increase safety and do things that would actually help their constituents all they want to do is be hateful and tap into that hateful part of every last one of their constituents that says you know what these people are different from me and I don't like it so y'all need to get the fuck out my face like that's really all it boils down to and like I always say about trans issues you don't have to understand transness and I know a lot of you are just like so hell bent on this idea that God don't make any quote unquote mistakes, and so trans people <laughs> are disrespecting God by. <sighs> this is people like,
1: love to bring God into it because they feel like you can't argue with that, right?
2: Like, so which one of us is really saying God made the mistake though? Because you're the one calling the trans people mistakes, right?
1: I never looked at it from. That um, perspective. They're not
2: calling themselves an error. They're saying, "Look, sweetie, this is me, and you hoes don't like it." But y'all gonna have to fucking deal with it. You're the one insinuating God made a mistake. Right. And I think it's so interesting how shout out to Gaycation um, Viceland. They had a whole episode um, in America last week. And the very first person they talked to was Steven. And Steven is a two spirit First Nations person. And Steven started out the show basically cussing out these same people who feel like they can come and take parts of the culture and force their language and verbiage onto others, but then at the same time, not really get them and not really be supportive of them. Like white people, the last ones can say something to native that can say something to Native Americans about like hatefulness or evil or committing like terrible acts against others. Because Stephen was like, "Look, we were all here." Chilling. It was a beautiful country before y'all got here. We have a people, they're called Two Spirit. Like, this is our word for these people. And we let them live in harmony. Like, this is the thing. It was across tribes. Like, across this whole continent where it's not like transness is something that was just discovered 20 years ago or niggas just developed it in the 80s. Right, like they just downloaded this idea. And this is something my brother used to say, like he used to be so ignorant, like this whole gay thing is brand new and people weren't really gay before the 80s. Like nigga, read a book. Like you sound stupid right now. I
1: feel like you could guess and be better, have a better answer to that. If if Native Americans could
2: allow trans people, the word we use for trans, if they could allow their two-spirit tribal members to just exist peaceful, and they saw beauty in that they were like you know this is something special this is something amazing like look at this gift of a person God has given us like they revered those people and y'all are just the exact opposite and totally hateful and moved that hate into this continent and so while you were busy killing them like but we don't have to get into all that right. the point is that these north carolina legislators as as shitty as they are and shout out to everybody in the in the senate all the democrats who just straight up walked out and they were like I won't vote for this trash but as shitty as y'all may be y'all not the only ones who are shitty and i think more than anything what is so important is that you niggas have got to stop trying to pit trans women and cis women or non trans women against each other stop acting like you know there's something to be afraid of because of these because these people are using the bathroom girl everybody in the bathroom is just trying to get something out that's gonna come out regardless and they're just trying to do it in a safe and sanitary way like y'all are so mad about this when people have used the same bathroom as people of different genders and different sexes like since bathrooms were invented. Everybody's bathroom at home is unisex. There are so many public bathrooms that are just like one stall and the whole damn bathroom is one room and you go in there and lock the door and people come in and out and you never know whose genitals, you never know what people have because they're just here to pee we're just here to pee like y'all have y'all are so fucking hateful that y'all are literally writing laws into existence to keep trans people from urinating in the correct bathroom like really that is what y'all are mad about and so i what i'm just gonna wrap this up by saying don't let hatred be the justification for your bullshit like and and don't try to shrouded in some oh well we're just worried about women and we're just worried about children you're not worried about women and children if you were you would be worried about raising the minimum wage which they actually just blocked and made sure that no city in the state could raise their minimum wage you would be worried about mothers being able to provide for their children you would be worried about children having a safe and healthy learning environment a home environment you would be focused on education but you're not really worried about the safety and wellness of women and children You're worried about being hateful towards trans people So fuck y'all for that
1: I literally just scrolled by a photo Of Trump on some TV or somewhere And the the headline or whatever Underneath him as he's talking Said Trump And then Nicole and it's like um, women who get abortions should be punished.
2: Oh, yeah. I just saw the headline. We don't know how they should be punished, but they should be punished. Like, y'all don't give a
1: fuck about women. Shut up. Duh. You just hate... You're so hateful of anything that you don't understand, anything that you fear could... Take you out or like shift this balance that you have created that you sit at the top of, and you're just like, nope, get it out. I don't get it. I don't like it. It doesn't like. We got to get it out any way we can. Nope, get this shit out of here. Like, if a man is that like, if a man is that nutty that he feels like he's gonna dress up and pretend to be trans so that he can go into a bathroom and rape women, a bathroom is not the only place that he's gonna rape a woman.
2: If you want to rape a woman, the women's bathroom. I mean, you just have so many options. It's And it's not, this, this is the thing, it's not even a legitimate fear. It's not like they've had a bunch of trans women raping cisgendered women in the bathrooms. Like, y'all are happen. just being hateful. And nobody's going to go through the trouble of pretending to be trans just to do this. Like It girl, doesn't make any sense. But you, when you're so, like, headstrong and determined to be an asshole, this is the type of shit you say. This is the type of decisions you make. So, man just fuck y'all.
1: Okay. So, listen. I am trying to get as much information as I can about credit unions and things of that nature because I'm almost like 100% sure I'm going to take my money out of Chase. Um for a few reasons, but I'm just going to start with this story that I read yesterday about a guy named Bruce Francis, whom I, I am a assu- you know what I should google him, but it doesn't matter. Bruce Francis is a guy who went to a Chase bank and he tried to deposit a check? No, he was trying to transfer some money to his dog walker to pay for um, his pit bull being walked or whatever. On the note section he wrote the dog's name, which is Dash. Oh God. The processors at the bank somehow believed that Dash was a sneaky way of him spelling a word that I'm not going to say because A, I don't know exactly how to pronounce it, and B, because apparently it's a derogatory term for people in ISIS. Now, it is spelled D-A-E-S-H. So... What I just learned about this this week, mind you. But oh, apparently...
2: Apparently, yeah, the Islamic State of Iraq.
1: It is an, uh, uh, like an acronym for that, right? hmm But I guess people in ISIS or wherever, they don't like the word. I don't even know if it's a derogatory term outside of that. It may be. I have no idea. But they don't like it f- uh, because it's similar to other words, Arabic words that mean something like they don't like or whatever. So apparently
2: oh the word can mean to trample <laughs> girl
1: and it could also mean something that means like uh I don't remember I read it but it just has like multiple meanings right and they don't like it so they um they somehow believed that this man just took the e out and then the dash
2: oh my god
1: was the actor—he meant that word. I
2: just made the connection. Are you serious?
1: <laughs> and so, they believed that he was possibly laundering money to terrorists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My God! So what they just said—they stopped the payment, they froze his account, and they notified the Treasury Department. Girl, saying that he could like you know, he was a suspected terrorist.
2: All this for fifty dollars.
1: So keep in mind that I think I don't know if it was like the Australian Prime Minister, somebody in Australia, when they found out that this was like a um a derogatory term, mm-hmm. they this just decided to take the word and they're they're just like oh well I'm gonna I'm gonna start using this word to to describe people in uh. In ISIS. Mm -hmm. Like, this is the name that I'm going to start using when I want to describe them because I have no respect for them because they're terrorists and this third, whatever. And so my thing is, like, okay, first of all, these are motherfuckers who are going around the world killing innocent people just to scare you, just to piss you off, to fuck with you for whatever reason. And you feel like... you. American politicians have been doing this. Like, white people are standing up like, if this is their version of nigga, then that's what I'm going to call them (laughs) because they're terrorists. It's like, (laughs) sweetie. So you feel like what you're going to do to this group of people who are out here killing motherfuckers for nothing is you're going to just piss them off even more. That, to me, doesn't make any sense. But the fact that you would... Oh Jesus! The fact that you would stop the payment, freeze this man's account, and then call the feds and say that this bitch could be a suspect—like he's a—he could be a terrorist, my nigga, because he might have meant this. Like, how do you know he wasn't sending money to Kim Kardashian? How do you know that his dog's <laughs> name ain't Dash? How do you know he got a cousin named Dash? Or so how do you know this isn't like his his auntie's nickname or something like that? You didn't ask this man no questions. Mm-hmm. You just feel so comfortable in your like whiteness and, and, and all of this fear of of shit and just being completely like, because y'all are terrified of not even just them, not even just Muslim people or Arab people or whatever like you are just all over terrified that some motherfuckers who ain't white out here with firearms and shit and it could be your neck cause you know given history a couple of y'all hoes deserve more than a couple of y'all hoes deserve it so <laughs> y'all out here playing games well. with people the worst part about that story is that the per- Bruce came forward and was like, well, you know, I feel like we have to do anything that we can to stop terrorists. And I'm just glad to know that the bank would do something like that, you know, because blah, blah, blah. Oh,
2: girl. So you enjoy This is why I movies? say he got to be white.
1: Because <laughs> they shut your ducats down, sweetie. Because they thought you were a terrorist because you put your pit bull's name <laughs> on the transfer. And you're just like, oh, yeah, yeah sure. Whatever. It, 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 all right. That didn't even really where my story, because this isn't even really, my read is going to be about something else, but I read this, and I was just like, y'all are stupid. This, like,
2: right, because does Chase think if he was really sending a payment to ISIS, that he would write the ISIS nigga in the, in the memo? Why line? would I do
1: that? That's like if I wrote nigga in the memo of a check for Black Lives Matter. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. What? What? Like if I donated money to Glad and wrote faggot on the back of it. Like, <laughs> what are you talking what? That doesn't make any sense, you fucking idiot. Like, how did you even put that together? Oh but your dumb white asses can just do whatever the fuck you say and full on stop this man from accessing his money because of some shit like, anyway. hmm So I left the uh the Batman versus Superman movie, right? Whenever Friday. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed the movie, you know, I personally, oh, really? yeah, I liked it. I don't, I feel like most of the people who are complaining about it are like super hardcore comic book fans and they're just like, that's not how Batman and, and Superman originally fought. Superman has way more hairs on his chest. And, and, it, and I, was just, I was like, I don't get any of that. I just wanted to have a good time. And I did. That okay. was me anyway. So I left that and I went across the street because, you know, there's that Apple store across the street from the IMAX in Lincoln square. Mm-hmm. I went to go buy an iPod. Now, I told you the story last week about how they said that my card was compromised or whatever, and I'm assuming that this is because of my trip to Canada, whatever. So they said they were sending me a new check and a new card in the mail, which I did not want, blah, blah blah, listen to last week. So I go to the Apple Store and I go to them and I say, "You know, I'd like to buy the iPod, whatever." So my cards declined. So, I just want to start by start. I just want to say that, as a young black man when you go shopping somewhere especially if you're gonna spend like over a hundred dollars or something like that and your card is declined even if it's the bank's fault i want you to understand folks that ain't black how embarrassing that is like because (laughs) if it were a a white woman i was told by AppleCare that i could if it were her in the front they would have just been like yeah your bank's probably fucking up like a couple of people Usually, um, like black cashiers, mm-hmm. like even the guy who helped me at sex was black, and he was like, you know, cha- this happens all the time when people with chase cards come in here. Everybody else be looking at you like, no well, I don't issue. know if you want to. Do you have another card? <laughs> no, I don't have no other fucking card, bitch. This isn't. I know how much money I have. I ain't just coming here to spend. This is a debit card, hoe. Like I know how much money. Like I ain't coming here to play with you, girl. I ain't think that you're gonna feel sorry for me and give it to me anyway. <laughs> so. <laughs> It's just embarrassing, and nobody wants to have to go through that shit. And so I have to call them now. Now, I spoke to three people during this phone call. The first person, now, I don't usually like to judge people or say what their race may be based on their voices. Mm -hmm. The first girl, the first person I spoke to sounded like a white woman, like a middle-aged white woman. Either way, I said to her, listen, I'm in the Apple store. I want to buy an iPod. My card is not allowing me to do that. I would like for you to fix it. So I can get out of this store and I don't want you to say anything else to me. I want to buy this iPod and leave. Don't ask me no questions. Don't ask me. I put my credit card, my I mean my debit card number in the automated shit that I didn't want to talk to. You have my information. <laughs> don't ask me anything else. Oh I want to leave. Oh she said, you know what? I'm going to, you know, I'm probably going to transfer you to the debit card department. I'm going to make sure that they understand. Give me one moment. I said, do you, girl? She put me on hold for all of 20 seconds and comes back with a guy who sounds like he may be Indian. Um, And so she says to him verbatim, you're on the phone with my name. Mm-hmm. She goes, he's just in the Apple store trying to buy an iPod. He wants to buy it so that he can get out of there and go home. <laughs> and I appreciated that this white woman yes. was like, She was like, I got it. Like, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. She didn't ask me no questions. She didn't say nothing. She said exactly what I said to this man. She was like, sir, you're on the phone with uh, Fabio. (laughs) I feel like his name was.
2: And And, that was her last call of the shift. She was ready to go.
1: (laughs) She was like, I don't want no problems with this nigga day. So she clicks. The first thing Fabio asks me. no, the first thing he says is, so you're in the Apple store trying to buy an iPod? I said, look. Look, look, listen,
2: oh, look,
1: don't ask me no questions. You already know the answer to this is how y'all get cussed out. Now she sat here and I listened to her tell you that I'm in the Apple store. Why are you asking me a question? where you already? you ju- She just told you that. Like, look, I said, listen, I can't buy the iPod. I know I have the money in the bank because I know how much money I have. Fix it. Make it so that I can. Don't say nothing else to me. Nothing else. And so he's like, OK, I have to put you on a brief hold. Of course you do, girl. Do you. He comes back maybe a minute later and he's like, so the reason that you can't buy the uh, the iPod is because your limit has been lowered. I said, what? He mm-hmm. was like, oh, well, because your card was uh, compromised, they lowered the limit that you can use, or like the ATM limit or how much you can use when you go out to shop or whatever. I said, sir. What? I said, sir, this doesn't make any sense to me. Like, this is my money that I worked for Mm -hmm. and I am telling you that I know that it's in the bank and the only person who is stopping me from accessing it and using my money the way that I want to is you you are not going to hold my money hostage because you didn't work for it so make it so that I can buy my iPod and leave that's all I want this bitch gonna say okay well first of all oh because I was cussing He's going to say, well, first of all, I would like to ask you not to use profanity. Secondly, I already told you. I said, I'm going to stop you right there. You're not going to be cute with me on the phone. Now people are in the app store looking at me. <laughs> I said, you're not going to try and get cute with me on the phone today, bitch. That's not what you're not. That's not what you're going to do. What you are going to do is make it so that I can buy my product and get out of here. And he was just like, sir, I, sir, sir, trying to get a word in. I said, you know what? Are you a manager? He said, no. I said, well, put me on the phone with one. Don't say anything to me. I want to hear hold music and the voice of a manager when you get back, bruh. And so he puts me on hold, brings me, b- brings back a woman who is very clearly black. And I want to say that she said her name was messy, spelled with a Z. You already know where this is going. So, God, you know, he clicks over or whatever. I said the first thing that I said to this woman was, madam, I am extremely right now. I understand that you do not know me. I understand that we've never had a conversation before. I understand that you're probably just going to try to do the best that you can with your job. But I want you to understand that this is the umpteenth time that I have to call this fucking phone number over some bullshit with this goddamn card and me not being able to get my money. Mm -hmm. I would like to buy this iPod. I would like to leave. You are a manager. Do what it is that you can do because I know you can do something to make it so that I can buy this iPod. And then I say, once you have done that, then explain to me what it is that I can do in the future to make it so that I never have to call you bitch made rubberneck <laughs> goddamn fuck face assholes again. Tell me what it is so that I don't have to do it. So she, you know, increases the the limit or whatever. Yeah, and she says single
2: transaction limit. Why would it be that low anyway?
1: Because the card was. Comp- oh, Listen, girl. OK. So she said, sir, I raised it. It's going to be, you know, whatever higher for the rest of the day. When midnight hits, come, come tomorrow, you won't, it's going to go back down to what it was. Wow. And so she said the reason that the, it was lowered is because your card was potentially compromised. I said, "My ma'am, my card never was compromised. I've had my card, you know what I'm saying, I use it Whatever." She said the card was potentially compromised. Uh, compromise. Yeah. I said potentially, it's even worse because that means that it may <laughs> or may not. Have been compromised. Bitch, you guessing. And either way, I have to get a new card with a new number and input my payment. I'm the one who's being inconvenienced because you think that some shit may have happened because you allegedly got a message from law enforcement or somewhere, wherever the fuck, and they're telling you. So just to be safe, you're sending me a new card. And that's fair, fine, whatever. But the fact that you bitches didn't even call me and say nothing to me about it is the problem that I really have. You didn't say anything to me about it. I had to call you when I was trying to reserve my PlayStation. VR and ask you what the fuck going on and that's when you told me so I would have just got the card in the mail that doesn't make any sense so she was like well sir you know that's the way the thing is and the problem is that the problem that you're having when you go out is that you know the cards have chips in them now and retailers have these you know the the registered device or whatever you're supposed to slide your thing you know how now they have the part on the bottom where you stick the card in with the chip Mm -hmm. she said that retailers were supposed to have those like since October of last year and a lot of shopping places or whatever haven't integrated them yet and so that's where you're having the trouble. I said, Madam, I would just like to point out to you that both of those things that you just mentioned have nothing to do with me. I didn't put a card. I didn't put a chip in this card. You did. I don't have no store with no devices or whatever put these cards in. They do. None of this has anything to do with me. I don't even like this goddamn chip bullshit. You put this shit in my car and told me what I got to do with it, and I'm the one who's being inconvenienced to buy it. Do you see how this is not my fault, and yet I'm the one suffering? And I said... She's like, the the thing that blew me was I was so sure that this black woman was going to see where I was coming from. And she's sitting here defending the bullshit with me. She's like, well, sir, mm-hmm. you know what we're simply trying to do is make sure that your money is safe and you can access it and that people aren't trying to do whatever you know what I'm saying like if law enforcement contacts us and says that your car could potentially be compromised we have to make sure that we shut it down so that you don't lose any money now if that makes us an unrational bank then I guess that Chase is just an unrational bank I said first of all Chase is an irrational bank unrational is not a word and it is irrational for you to shut down somebody's goddamn card and not tell them nothing about it and then also lower limit on the card, the, since the, mind you, the card, the limit's been lowered since you say it could have been compromised before you even sent me, before I got my new card. Two weeks ago? <laughs> so, mind you, when I went home that day, the card was in the mail. It wasn't there before I left the house. So, I just got the card, but my, lo, my limit's been lowered this whole last time. Wow. So... This is, this, that's rational to you? Like, that makes sense? It absolutely is rational for a bank to try and protect its people from having, you know, fraud or whatever the fuck go on. Mm-hmm. But for you to just be snatching people's damn cards and, and throwing it out and trying to replace it, and they have an attitude with me, bitch. Like, I'm the problem here, girl. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't have, I used my card all of twice when I was in Canada. What they sent you ain't got nothing to do with the fact that you didn't say nothing to me about sending me this card. And then here go this news about you y'all shutting people down and calling them terrorists because their dog's name is on a goddamn <laughs> transfer and you thought it might have something to do with ISIS. You dumb bitch. Shut the fuck up and find something new to do. See, I can't Woo. deal. Like, I've always known ever since I was a kid, like I said last year, that the banking system in the U.S., insurance, a lot of this stuff oh is all oh a bullshit. And I could sit here for literal days uh-uh. and go on how all of that sh- shit is really all set up to fuck y'all over. I know that if I had One of your little platinum Chase credit cards that you sending me mail over every single time I go to the bank. Y'all trying to get me to get one of these cards. I know that if it was that shit, you wouldn't have had nothing to say to me you would have had nothing to say to me and that's so like I don't even understand why I'm going back and forth with you but I tried to be patient with these hoes on this goddamn phone and the only reason I tried to be patient with these bitches is because I have worked at a call center for some white folks that I didn't have nothing to do with (laughs) over some money and bullshit with taxes and shit that I have nothing to do with I've been cussed out by white people black people brown people yellow green purple indigo I've been cussed out by people over their money they wouldn't have nothing to do with me before and had to sit there and be patient. So I get it. And I'm not trying to be hard on you because you didn't make the policies, but you going to try and defend the bullshit when you know it ain't my fault and have an attitude with me and be using incorrect words and shit, bitch. <laughs> don't get dragged. Don't get dragged because I was trying to be nice with you, but now you're going to remember this ass, this cussing out. You're going to go home and tell your husband that don't love you about the nigga that cussed your ass out over on the phone. Because you wanted to be an ass. Fuck you, Messi. Fuck Fabio for asking me Her questions. Name is messy. And shout out to the white woman who was like, I don't want it today. <laughs> I just want for this man to go and plug in his shit, connect it to iTunes, and leave me out of it. I'm That's done. That's
2: so real. Because, like, I feel like Chase her talking about oh well you know we just want to protect you and make sure your money's not gone they worried about them and how if something happened to your card they would be they li- need right. to make sure they that my pay money back is back exactly. right. they worried about their own pockets because if it was really about you somebody from Chase would have called you and said hey sir I don't know if you were in Canada recently but it looks like your card may have been compromised so here are the next steps and them hoes knew not to do that because what did I do I called you bitches before and I
1: told you that I was going to be in Canada for I told you that the, the time my flight landed Man. to the time that bitch took off again <laughs> so you knew i was going to be in canada you always are playing a fucking game if you want to send me a new car that's annoying enough it in is. itself that's aggravating but the fact that you you have my phone number you have my goddamn email address you have my photographs you have my goddamn social security you have all of my Man. information and you used none of it to say so my my nigga listen we don't know what the fuck going on with your card. We're going to be, like, real fresh and honest with you. But we sending you a new one just thought you should know. Also, if you try and go out somewhere and be real fancy, you probably going to have to call us, girl, because we shutting that shit down. So until you activate that new card, it's going to be some bullshit with this card. I'm sorry, girl. Because, like, yeah. life is full of disappointments and some shit just sucks and there ain't nothing you can do about it. I get that. Yeah. But the way that you go on, that, that y'all have gone about this and then bullshit like this in the news just shows me that y'all don't give a fuck about nobody but yourselves and your old-ass white great-granddaddies at the top of the chain who out here playing with everybody's fucking money so <laughs> at the end like I will figure out what I have to do with Woo. my coins but you bitches ain't gonna do that because I try to be nice to you and you gonna have an attitude with me on the phone when you wrong and you bitches like to do that shit because you know I can't reach through the matrix and yank out your goddamn bangs bitch but don't play with me
2: like y'all got my money y'all you, have my money you have my money not the other way around you have my shit that you're making money off of right in your bank right don't play with me <laughs> Get thy asses together. I'm done. Woo. So that wraps up another episode of the Read. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr at This Is the Read, and check out our website ThisIsTheRead.com for links to shows and all the other stuff we do. <coughs> you good? Yeah. Um, we have an announcement this week.
1: Oh yeah, shit, we do. <laughs> did
2: you forget? Uh, I sure did. Okay. Um. So, so yeah, I'll let you do that.
1: Um, Saturday, July 30th, Therese is doing a live show in a great place called London.
2: London! So
1: we're going back to Europe.
2: Yay! Again. Yes. We had so much fun the last time. We just had to come back. So London, we will see you at the end of July. Tickets go on sale, I believe this Friday, right? At
1: Yes. Tickets on sale on Friday at noon, London time
2: yes so at thereadlive.com <laughs> y'all's noon is our like 6am so, yeah, six or seven, so, so I'll cup. be up under the bed but <laughs> the rest of you uh, tickets will be available at com. we did have an amazing time in London last year and it would be so good to see y'all again so we look forward
1: yeah, and to I coming had back whole list of bullshit going on last time I went to Europe oh so you I'm did
2: you had a lot going on
1: really excited to get back out there and try and have way more fun this time
2: yes and so, going yeah. back to Amsterdam, of course. Naturally. I mean, because that's
1: a given. Because
2: I mean, while we're there, girl, we might. I mean, as well. sh- bitch, I am so looking forward to waking up and walking to a coffee shop and having coffee and weed for breakfast. Like, like my soul misses it. I <laughs> just want to go back so bad. So it is
1: just the uh, it is, it is. I can't even believe it's on Earth. Like I can't believe <laughs> <you> <laughs> right. Can this is a real place that they want. let
2: people come to. So yes, the for tickets this Friday. Um. Uncommon Sense season two starts back up this Friday at M- on MTV two at eleven p.m. Good luck with that. Eastern ten central. Yeah, so I'm on that show, and yeah, so I'm on that show. Anything else? You have any? <laughs> I'm sorry, I just hate Andrew Schultz so much. But we were in rehearsal today, and Charlamagne was like, "Just think about the money. Just think about you know the checks because you're getting paid every week, and you're just gonna have money." So.
1: I mean, I already told I you. I feel what like to you do. could, yeah.
2: So I'm ready. You know, I'm put, I'm arming myself in the full battle regalia of the Lord, and and He gonna see me through. So, do you have any other announcements this week, or are we done?
1: Um, I feel like there is an announcement that I keep forgetting, but
2: I, I saw probably... you at an event on Dylan's Instagram, I think, or Dylan's oh, Tumblr, yes. and I was like, "How are you doing something with Dylan?" and didn't say nothing to me. You know.
1: There were just so many moment, moments when I was like, oh, I should, like, invite people to this. And then I was just like, nah.
2: Okay. All right. Like,
1: it was in Brooklyn. and Well, was your like, friends
2: would have come to see you. yeah. <laughs> but no alright I was <laughs> just like
1: I'm gonna have to ask them to come to Brooklyn and they're gonna be like oh it's in Brooklyn oh
2: and please you're such up. trash you just didn't want your friends there you know we would've went to Brooklyn no
1: I honestly didn't know if I was gonna be garbage or not so listen Dylan Maron and uh, he had a show called uh, White Men in Peril and he did the the video series of like the every single word spoken by yeah
2: a person of color a person
1: of color in all of these different movies. And so this was basically us redubbing uh, scenes from uh, a white man. We did Castaway, and so it was kind of yes. us just redubbing all of these scenes from the movie. Um, and I think it's gonna be up on like YouTube or someplace soon. So uh, I won't spoil too much about it, but it was a lot of fun. Shout out to the other people um, who were up on stage with us and stuff. And I had a really good time. So I'd like to do some more. It looked like a good time. Stuff like that that I- isn't just the read and me being at home. I should do other things.
2: <laughs> I mean, you get invited to do things all the time. And I just don't go. But do or you actually hear leave about the house? It? No, you don't. I feel like don't leave ninety-five the house or read your email.
1: percent of the time, I never even knew. And then, like the other five percent, I'm just kind of like,
2: mm, no, I don't even know how Dylan got in touch with don't you. Go. Did he? Did he send some sick?
1: I think he sent a DM. Oh. Okay. It was like oh hey and it was like maybe a week and a half later when I actually read when it when you were like oh like, what's up and I saw it's, you know, I was just so ADD I'm like oh I'll read that later and it's like a week and a half later and I'm just like oh I haven't read it and then I read it and I was like I actually really want to do this and luckily there was enough time
2: yes shout out to Dylan he's always doing something dope super so. funny
1: so yeah I mean there you go alright
2: so I guess we'll see y'all in London and we'll see y'all next week
1: oh shout out to Dallas we'll see you this weekend Bye. oh
2: shit right Dallas we can't leave like that. We can't do Dallas like that. I'm, I mean, we got, they're, they're... I really am excited to come to Dallas. My best friend is coming from Tulsa, and my cousin is coming. My cousin's so, coming, too. I'm very excited to come back to Dallas. I'm taking you in a Sante to Big T's. We're really going this year. We're going to have to... Well, Let's no, damn, we're not going to have no time maybe that morning big tees is the bazaar in dallas i told y'all to swap oh, me right. where you can get gold teeth and persian rugs I think and bizarre computers it's called it a
1: bazaar but it's
2: called a bazaar it's like B-A-Z-A-A. I know. Oh, what okay it? so anyway very excited to come back to dallas and see y'all this weekend so yeah, yeah. that's it all righty bye
0: <laughs> if a friend asks how you're doing and you say i'm okay when the truth is I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt.